You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Maniacs? Here we are for a WrestleMania edition of Big Boys and Body Slams. And right off the bat, thank you, Hulk Hogan, for shouting out the Hulkamania movement at WrestleMania last night. Hulkamaniacs! It is much appreciated. Also, it's episode 35. And WrestleMania 35. Oh, shit. We planned that. Sometimes little little things like that just work out in life. No, we, we, we planned, planned it. it. My name is Zach. Over here, we have Luke. Hey... And Kyle. Hello. So, boys, what a freaking... We had a lot of wrestling this weekend. It was a long weekend. Oh, my God. It's ready, ready for a wrestling break, I think. At one point in this podcast, I will be ranting about the length of WrestleMania itself. I think everybody's already doing that. Okay. Well, I need my turn, Dad. Okay. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it was a long weekend. WrestleMania itself was long. The whole weekend was long. Uh, before we get into WrestleMania and what transpired, I just want to shout out some of the other shows I watched this weekend. On Thursday, uh, the three of us watched Impact United We Stand together. Oh, boy. Which was, was an interesting show. Good wrestling, bad production. Good wrestling, terrible Horrible production. Horrible production. Uh, some of the worst I've seen for a modern day, like, larger promotion. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it did overshadow some really solid wrestling and Ace and a, Austin almost killing himself. And a really small ring that RVD couldn't even finish. Yeah, the ring was very small. He couldn't even finish his uh, Rolling Thunder. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, my show of the weekend, as usual, oh with my these NXT shows. God. NXT TakeOver New York. Just fucking fantastic. Fantastic show. Did you finish the uh, uh, main event? Yeah. Uh, it's good nice. stuff, right? <laughs> Good stuff. That all, all, all five oh matches God. on the card were like oh four God. stars and above. Well, and there's uh, some guys. Fantastic. I mean, because I'm I don't keep up with NXT that well, so I hadn't seen Matt Riddle wrestle yet. Oh uh, yeah. There's a couple others I hadn't seen. My but. favorite Matt Riddle story is I actually saw him fight. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I did, saw him in New Orleans fight. Did he win? That's awesome. No, he lost by decision, but the crowd was not happy. <sighs> was he still the That's ultimate not very bro, bro back of then? Them. He was a very big bro right there. Awesome. And then uh, Saturday, I watched, I don't know if either of you guys saw any of it, but Open. I watched the G1 Supercard. I watched a fan versus Bret Hart at the <laughs> Hall of Fame ceremony, which I'm going to point this out right now. That is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Bret Hart. Like, I'm not a Bret Hart fan, <laughs> but you do not jump out and tackle him. He is a feeble 61-year-old man. Who's yeah, had a stroke pretty, and cancer. That's pretty cowardly. That has head injuries to boot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty cowardly stuff there. But uh, I, want, I wanted to let... If he ever would listen, is let Travis Brown know that for being an outsider, being one of the, in the first people in the ring, world being the first one in there, uh, as well as Dash Wilder for that fucking just, uppercut, just cold cocking him, cold cock that guy. That wasn't even uh, like he didn't even get in a stance. He was just like helping to carry the guy and just like. Bloop. No, instead of seeing a fan jump the barricade, I got to see Enzo and Cass jump the barricade on Saturday. Oh, G one, yeah. oh, hot take, yeah, I kind of dig it. Uh, it, we'll see what happens with it. it it's kind of turning so, out. The, the news is kind of maybe they're going to be wrestling for Ring of Honor in the near future. So, I mean, I thought I read something, but it, Enzo's in the clear. Like, he's not a piece of garbage like he was. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's a pretty big douchebag. Yeah. Uh, yeah but he didn't do anything severely illegal. That we know of. Yeah, okay. Besides Phil and Goldfield and Meth, but uh, <laughs> besides um, that. But, okay. Yeah, I think that's a topic for a different time. Uh, but I the, mean... 
Okay. I love the Enzo Amore character, and I love the big cast yeah, character. They're they're not the best oh, wrestlers we love in the them. world. We yeah. love them oh, when yeah. they were. Uh, but oh, yeah. I, I've always dug both their in-ring styles, so... And then shout out to obviously my match of the night on the G1, which was uh, Naito and Kota Bushi just just kicking the absolute ever-loving poop out of each other. So big weekend, and it all culminated yesterday for us with WrestleMania 35. The showcase of Immortals. Shall we get right down Let, to Let's start tacks? with the pre-show. Let's do it. So this is WrestleMania 35 from April 7th yesterday of 2019 coming from MetLife Stadium in New York with an approximate, I mean, I have the exact number in here, which we'll get to, but an approximate number, well, exact as WWE calls it, of 82,000 people on hand to watch the opening pre-show contest of Tony Nese versus Buddy Murphy which, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Can I just start by saying this stage is, I mean, it's a baseball stadium, so all of them are going to be huge, but like the Titantron. It's a football stadium. Luke. Yeah, or, for that, real. Sorry, that's what, sorry, my bad, my bad. They're all stadiums, is what I was trying yeah. to say. But that video LED video board was breathtaking, gigantic. I wish they would have done more with it. I need uh, to, I need to see like figures. I need to see how much it co- that shit costs. Because uh, more than ten dollars, it was at least ten dollars. I think we can safely wow. say it was at least ten dollars. Well, we'd be great um, prices, right, contestants? Go yeah, ahead. that that video screen was incredible. Yes, it was. It the was entrance, huge. The whole it was a beautiful setup, but the ramps kind of like. It they like kind of kill me because it's like that is a laborious task for yeah. everyone to come down the ramp. Well, did you notice on the pre-show they were coming up like halfway down it? Yeah. But then on the main show they were actually coming out from the. I didn't top. notice that. Yeah, and in the, the pre-show there was like a, those little staircase halfway down. That's where they were coming up in the pre-show. I guess it's to save time. I don't know. Uh, this is going to be Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Murphy goes right for Nice at the bell, but he counters and gets the early upper hand. There's a stiff forearm to Murphy outside. Murphy drops. Oh, oh, that stiff forearm. Oh, busted open his eye. Oh yeah, that's worth noting. Yeah, Murphy was busted open. And that uh, when big time when here. it made the pop, we were like, "Holy shit, that might actually hit him." That was then you see his eye, and it was just just a bleeding. red ring around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Murphy drops knees, gut first on the turnbuckle, and then we get a cutaway to a promo for the show we're about to watch. Murphy sinks a headlock, or sorry. Uh, not Murphy. Nice sinks a headlock onto Murphy, whose eyes busted open at this point. This is when I first noticed. Uh, nice counters a tornado DDT and then suplexes Murphy into the turnbuckle. There's some big strikes to Murphy and then a spinning kick to Murphy and then a moonsault to Murphy as he's draped over the middle rope for a nice near fall. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Uh, he got, it was again, it was a tight window and he got a lot of air on it. It was, it looked very good. Murphy tries a sunset flip, but he hits a corner super kick instead. Uh, like the cheeky Nindo style where you pull the guy's head down in between his legs. Right. There's a Murphy's Law attempt gets counted into a nice roll up for a near fall. We get a inverted Rana or reverse Rana. I think it was an inverted runner, they called it. Yep. Uh, by Nice. And then nice striking counter exchanges here for a little bit, and both guys are just chopping, hitting, and kicking each other. Nice gets turned inside out with a clothesline. We get an inverted pile driver. That's what I called it. I don't know what it was called, but it, it, it was, was like close. an Alabama slam position, and then he pile drove him. Yeah, it, it was something like that. It was, it was cool. It was like a pile driver. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm surprised that you saw a move that somebody getting dropped on their head like that in WWE, so I appreciated it. As uh, grotesque as that might sound, mm. uh, Nice Sicko. gets. Oh, I already wrote that down. Oh, there's a 450 splash for a Nice uh, near fall, and then a big knee strike to Nice, V trigger style into Murphy's Law, and Nice gets his foot on the bottom rope to break up the pinfall. Murphy goes for a running knee, but Nice hits the super kick, and then a German suplex into the turnbuckle, which was brutal, and then the running Nice to Murphy, and Tony Nice wins the cruiserweight title in 11 minutes. I gotta say. This was a good match. This outcome shocked me. I did not see the Buddy ending Murphy. was very abrupt. I yes. did not see Buddy Murphy dropping this title anytime soon, especially I, to Tony Nese. 
yeah, we'll give you a rating and then I'll explain. I give it 3.25 stars. And I wonder, does this mean, could Buddy Murphy be main roster bound? It could be something to think about. Oh my Um, God. So I liked it a lot more than you did. I gave it three and a half. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a lot. Just a quarter. (laughs) um, I was disappointed with the finish. Uh I thought the finish was too abrupt and I did not want to see Nice win the match. Not, not nothing against Nice. I had this, like, I don't know. It was probably a wet dream of mine that I see Ricochet versus Buddy Murphy for the 205 Live title for a little bit. How about Johnny Gargano versus oh, Buddy Murphy? That eventually? too. I kind of wanted to see Ricochet bounce around between like yeah. SmackDown and 205 Live and be doing both. Okay. kind of wanted to see Rey Mysterio doing that too. Yeah. But um, So the match was really good. Three and a half. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm kind of disappointed Murphy lost. But yes, Murphy could be making a... Jump uh, up? Yeah. Promotion? He's so good, you guys. Hey, oh my god, he could, is so good. So since you were seeing Alexa not wrestling much, could you see them reunited? Potentially, I could see it. I mean, Murphy's not that he needs a mouthpiece, but Alexa's not really doing much right now, and they were oh, paired. They, could, they were a good pair. They could just be a trio, technically. Dick heels. Oh my god. Oh, it'd be great. It would be great. Just keep your eyes open for that, maybe. Luke, yeah. what do you think of this match? Uh, three and a half stars. I haven't got to see Tony Nese yet, but one thing I've noticed from all the cruiserweight title matches we've seen. Sorry, judge me, man. Man, never seen Tony Nese. Mm, nice. He's only been around for two years. Well, two years of me not seeing him. Uh, <laughs> I I like how compared to a lot of the other opponents we saw for Buddy Murphy, they really sold him as someone who could match his physicality. And I mean, we saw that. Mm-hmm. Whether it was accidentally just destroying Buddy Murphy's <laughs> yeah. eye. Um, th- there were a lot of stiff punches, stiff kicks, and I thought that that complimented them both very well but it was very abrupt wanted to see murphy hold on to that title a little bit longer but as you said might be uh, some greener pastures yeah it's an interesting move we'll see what happens uh, at any rate i'm actually intrigued to turn it tune into 205 live this week also yes. to see what's gonna happen in the entirety of us watching buddy murphy pay-per-view matches i don't know if he's gotten less than three stars i don't Probably think not. so also he's very good two more points on that match that we'll just skip through real quick go ahead one, the champion came out first, just like every other yeah, match. Tonight. Almost, just about every championship champion came out first, and they cut to commercial during this match. Mm, yep, mm, they did. Mm. They did. They continued to freaking do that. So it's I think on, these, me. on the battle royals, there's not really much that to talk about. Yeah, so we'll talk about what I yeah, wrote. Um, so we're gonna get as the pre show rolls on, we get the women's battle royal, which doesn't have a name. It's just the women's battle royal. Yeah, this well, year. doesn't deserve uh, a name. Everyone gets job. It doesn't deserve a name. It was terrible, so it doesn't so deserve a name. It, d- it may not have been good, but it still deserves a name. If we're doing the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, we should get like the China Battle the Royal. The China Battle Royal. Yeah, I like be. that. Um, I was just trying I thought to di- it didn't deserve a name. I was hey, just trying to diss hey, on the match. Hey. But all right. Most women we get jobber entrances, except for some reason Naoma, Naomi, Naoma, Na- Naomi and Asuka. I understand why Asuka didn't, because she's yeah. obviously like the big, she's like the kind of the flag bearer. The Naomi was, it was weird. But Naomi, why Naomi? Naomi won last year, though, right? That's yeah, that's true. true. That could that's be true. It. That's true. So that could be a little logic to that. Uh, so good point there. Um, Thanks. I'm not going to talk about who all was in this match because it honestly is just a fucking big clump of humanity in the ring. I do uh, want to point out Candice LeRae was in there. Yeah, uh, but I'll just point out, I kind of wrote down who was eliminated and by whom when I could catch it. Um, Nikki Cross is fired up as and everyone starts brawling as the bell rings. Maria Canellis gets dumped immediately. Oscar and Nikki <laughs> square off until Nikki and Candice get hip attacked out of the ring by Oscar, so they're both gone. Ember and Naomi now face off. There's a springboard eclipse to Lana, which was kind of neat. Uh, Moon eliminates Naomi and then hits the eclipse to Mandy Rose. And then Ember goes back up top, but Lana pushes her out. Big dumb dumb Ember. Sane chops her, and then Sane Alabama slams Lana. She goes up, her being Sane, pronouns pal. Logan tries tossing her, but she holds on. Lana and Logan like hug. Uh, obviously it's a 
the trap because we get a pop-up headbutt and Lana gets tossed out by Logan. Kyrie hits the insane elbow to Sarah Logan and the Riot Squad team up to eliminate Sane right after that. Now they team up on Zelina Vega. She fends off elimination and then the Riot Squad kill Oscar with a knee together. All three of them just killer. Dana Brooke hulks up on the Riot Squad. She tosses Ruby and Liv to a huge ovation. Brooke goes for a hand... I know not, that wasn't me being facetious. She was getting cheers. Uh, Brooke goes for a handspring elbow but gets kneed by Vega. Vega tosses DeVille, Deville and Rose out. Brooke gets eliminated by DeVille. Mickey James puts Rose in a head scissors and kicks her down instantly eliminated by DeVille. Down to Asuka, Sonya, and Sarah Logan, we think now. Asuka hits a double bulldog to both ladies, and then DeVille gets eliminated by Asuka. Then Asuka instantly gets eliminated by Logan. Logan thinks she's won. The crowd's going crazy. And then here comes Carmella, who was apparently never eliminated. She fights uh, with Logan, who holds onto the apron, but then gets super kicked off, and Carmella wins in 10 minutes. Mm. Um, so what I wrote here, and I'll just read this, it's really, it's awfully hard to get invested in these battle royals when there's no stakes. Right. That being said, this was fun for what it was, and I thought it was actually booked pretty well. I give it 2.5 stars. Could not do any more than that. Uh, it was better than the men's battle royal, which we'll get into. Definitely. Um, but again, it's, there's nothing, there's no, this, it doesn't need to ha- happen. And there's no stakes. Nothing's on the line. You get a trophy, I guess. So for the person who wins, enjoy that ugly trophy. Uh, congrats, Carmella, I guess. What did you guys think? Okay, so I gave it two and a quarter. Um, I was really excited. I actually had two and a half written down because I thought Sarah Logan won. And then I put two down because Carmella won. <laughs> so you averaged so, it out. So I averaged it out. A lot of averages. So when Sarah Logan had it one, I was going to go two and a half. Okay. But when Carmella won, I put it at two. It The action wasn't horrible. No. At least compared to the guys. But it still wasn't anything to write home about. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I understand. Luke, what'd you think? I gave it two stars. I just didn't. We just like went down the stair yeah, step man. there, man. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. Um, I did like though. I mean, I've obviously seen her since she's you know lost weight and and uh, came back. I mean, face Ronda, I guess. Good but Dana point. Brooke, but Dana Brooke um, looks good, and I love that she's getting those pops. And I mean, obviously, that little tizzy with Ronda helped. Yeah, for um, sure. So I hope that she gets more of a featured spot. It's obvious that she's worked damn hard lately, um, and I, I think she deserves a shot. But yeah, it, I mean, it's fun seeing some of the uh, lesser seen wrestlers yeah. uh, get involved in the action, but this just really had, like you said, had no incentive and didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, after that, I, so I usually don't comment on these like pre-show segments, but I got to talk about Shawn Michaels for a second, because he was on one in the pre-show. With his little tie? So he was wearing like the vest, like a leather vest with a t-shirt and like a black tie and he was just like going off on like production techs and he was like going off on coach he was on one and it was hilarious he he never got off one no no from the hall no. of fame to his announcing he was spot just, he was yeah. on one all weekend um up next we're gonna get the revival versus the edgeheads for the raw tag team titles uh the edgeheads of course are kurt hawkins and zach Ryder. Uh, woo, woo, woo. and hawkins is in the middle of like a what 249 match losing streak? something like that he's been losing for years and uh this match was made on Twitter on Tuesday or Wednesday. I was so really invested. Not the not the most prolific of builds, and the champs came out first. So there you go, Kyle. <laughs> uh, Hawkins and Dawson start. Dawson walks Ryder into the corner and gets a headlock into Hawkins forever. Ryder gets tagged in. Dawson's working over Zack Ryder in the corner. Dash gets tagged in. Uh, it's a second rope drop kick to Wilder. Dawson pulls him out of the way, and Ryder takes a spill outside. Dawson gets tagged in, hits some strikes, and Dash tags back in. There's a Ryder sunset flip as Dawson tags back in again in the middle of the 
motion. Dawson stomps on Ryder's hand and says, how's that feel, Zachy? And I kind of popped for that. I don't know why, but I thought, kind of thought it was Because funny. your name's Zach. I guess so. Nice. Uh, Ryder hits a suplex, but Wilder is tagged in before Ryder can make a tag himself. Out of desperation, Ryder shoves Dash in the corner. Dawson gets tagged in, but Ryder hits a double neckbreaker to both men. Dawson knocks Hawkins off the apron, and the revival work Ryder over in the corner as Dash comes back in. So Ryder's just getting the heat in this match forever. Like, for the majority of this match, it was the revival kind of keeping... Uh, Ryder in their half of the ring and just whooping on him. Dawson's choking Ryder on the middle rope and Ryder finally gets the tag to Hawkins. Uh, he breaks free. He goes after Dawson then takes out Dash for good measure. There's a black backslide for Hawkins near fall. Wilder gets knocked off the apron then hit with the Pele kick. There's a roll up for another roll up for Hawkins near fall. A double clothesline leading to a double down. Uh, Ryder gets tagged back in. Uh, Wilder gets involved. Uh, and uh, Ryder suplexes Dash and himself both out of the ring. He manages to tag Hawkins, who nearly gets a pinfall, but is pulled out of the ring. And then outside, Dash spears Ryder, and then Dawson hits a brutal-looking brainbuster to Hawkins. He rolls, uh, him being Dawson, rolls Kurt back into the ring, who's just limp and dead. So uh, uh, Dawson's kind of playing up to the crowd, and then turns out Kurt Hawkins was playing possum. Nice. And he rolls up. Dawson for the win. The losing streak is over. In 13 minutes, there are new Raw Tag Team Champions. So I just want to say something real quick before I get my rating. In the last year, the Tag Team Championships have been held by Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, and now they're being held by Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. A lot of prestige. Way to really legitimize your tag division Monday Night Raw. That being said, for what this was, uh, it took a while to get going. I enjoyed the last couple of minutes of this match quite a bit, though, and even found myself maybe buying into the Hawkins streak ending a little bit, which just makes you think if they would have actually actively been telling that story. How cool would that moment have been? That being said, I gave the match 2.75. Really was nothing to write home about, but that last few minutes was fun. So, yep. I gave it two and a quarter. Um, do you think they're going to lose them tonight? Yes. yes. You're wrong. Um, oh, oh, I, I, I think you're right, Zach. Well, it already happened, and Hawkins and Ryder retained, so that's why wow. I was so what's next for Damn the revi- it. what's next for the revival? So, um, I gave it two and a fourth, a quarter, because I thought the ending part was really good, and I kind of liked the moment, but I did not want to see the revival lose. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Uh, two and a half stars. Um, actually, no, no, no. I have it at two and a quarter. Uh, it got a lot better at the end, but it was it was meh. Um, I do like how they kind of pulled, how Hawkins kind of pulled a page out of Edge's book, had the dirty finish, mm-hmm. played possum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that Hawkins and Ryder, or at least Kurt Hawkins especially, got, got his moment like Zack Ryder did. I don't even know how many years ago was that that he won the ladder match. 32. 30. Yeah. Was it 30? It was 32. Was it? For yeah. The, for the IC title? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, they got their moment, and that was cool, but I definitely put in my notes, uh, too bad they'll lose it tomorrow, and it turns out they still so have So what's it, so. next for the Revival now? So they'll, they'll be gone soon, right? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Superstar Shake-Up. Superstar Shake-Up. Yeah. Uh, could you see them going to SmackDown, having some teams go to Raw, and maybe see the Revival versus the New Day? I'd like that. that the Revival be- versus the Usos? Imagine that. Mm. Mm. So you could move like the bar back to Raw. The bird. You, yeah. you could move Rusev and Shinsuke back to Raw, and you could try to rebuild that tag division because obviously Revival's not going to work there. No, I mean this. This just just further convolutes and clouds the Raw tag division to a point that the shakeup is the only chance I feel like for for the Raw tag division to become relevant again. They're in purgatory. Right also, now. Uh, it's bad. I think SmackDown is more for like the the hardcore workers. Mm-hmm. Like the Daniel Bryans and the, yeah, that's a good point. And the revivals, while Raw is more for the flashy guys, if that makes sense. Raw is more for 
flashy characters while SmackDown's more for wrestling. Yeah, that makes sense. So you could see the revival move to SmackDown for that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, just not a, I mean, nothing against Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. I'm not saying that they could have made convincing champions for that Raw tag division, but I mean, just given there was no build going into it, I mean, the team hadn't been on TV in a couple weeks at this point. Uh, just yikes. We'll see what happens. Well, but. yeah, there's just it's chicken with their head cut off. They yeah. just have no yep. idea what they're doing. So we need something happening with Raw quick. Uh, up next is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, so everyone gets a jobber entrance except Jost, Colin Jost and Michael Shea. And Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman. And the Hardy Boys. Oh, the reason. Hardys went on for a long time. Yeah, so here's what happens. So the Hardy Boys come in, I think first maybe? No, Col- Jost and Shea come in first. And I, ca- I have to admit, Colin Jost kind of popped me that he was wearing a, a Cleveland Browns, Old Beckham yes, jersey hilarious. in New York. Uh, so that kind of made me laugh. And then the Hardys come out. Well, and, and then we cut to the pre-show panel. And they're just fucking talking forever. And the, forever. And the Hardys' music is just going and going oh, and going. This drove me. And maybe it's because I wasn't feeling very well yesterday. But this drove me fucking crazy. I'm like, God, get on with it. You've had two hours to talk. Yes. I don't want to hear you talk anymore. They're just like trying to break down the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And it's like nobody gives a fuck yeah. about the Andre the it Giant no Memorial Battle Royal. Either. It's God. a freaking battle royal. Uh, I did notice when the Hardys were making their entrance, there was a man in a ref suit outfit, like furiously doing the delete chant. <laughs> like furiously yes, yes. doing it. It was awesome. There's a couple people. Uh, what so, was what was Joe's uh, compadre? What was his name? Uh, Michael Shea, who was wearing wrestling headgear. Yes, I was going to say his head, like the, his expression the whole time, like, where the fuck am I here? Um, and his did, headgear was hilarious. Did you notice their, their leggings? Uh, so Joe's yes. had like leggings that broke like, someone's head. Anti Braun. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was good stuff. Uh, so they cut back to the. The, the ring here. Uh, finally, Braun makes his entrance, and there's this great shot of Shay and Joe like standing in the back of the ring looking like a deer in the headlights as Braun's coming out. You can tell they're actors. So I've got to say, like, I don't like this angle necessarily, but th- it's got kind of some funny moments. And they, they hammed it up. Yeah. yeah uh, so let's get to the match, I guess. Uh, everybody just starts fighting as the bell rings, and there's just so many people uh so uh jay and joe che and jost just both go hide under the ring lindsay dorado gets eliminated so does curtis axel so does tyler breeze so does ec3 so does shelton benjamin so does bo dallas uh all in like a minute <laughs> so they they had to empty the ring yeah because there's like too many people in this ring so understandable luke harper and braun have a stare down and it goes nowhere the screen fades to black and then comes right back up has, has luke harper lost a little weight has he lost- he looks good he's looking trim he does but his He's lost some muscle mass too. It looks like, it's like his arms. Possibly. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the screen screen fades to black. Like we're gonna cut to something, but we don't. It comes right back up. Slater gets eliminated. And did you guys notice that his head fucking slammed into the VR camera oh, on yeah. the barricade? Oh, oh man. yeah. I knew oh, that was gonna God. happen at some point, and like finally, maybe we can do away with these stupid VR cameras. Is that what that was? Yeah. Is that what that is? Okay. That, so all the cameras on the ring on post the as well. Yeah. We're yeah. We were VR wondering cameras. what that was. Uh, O'Neill gets eliminated by Mufasa, Mustafa Ali, not <laughs> not Mufasa from The Lion King, Mustafa Ali, and then hits a tornado DDT to Noe Jose, and then tosses him. Noe Jose, go back to the Afro, buddy. Braun gets sent yes. to the corner post, and then through the middle rope and out to the ground below. Carl Anderson gets eliminated. Rhino gets hit with a twist of fate, then eliminated by Matt Hardy. There's a poetry in motion to Rude, who then gets tossed grand Metalik is thrown out hard by gender like 800 feet in the air kalisto gets monkey flipped out of the ring by andrade which is pretty cool gable gets eliminated uh otis dosevich count caterpillars to both on both members of the ascension and they both get thrown out 
then this is right about the time when Kyle and I said, remember when Ascension was taken seriously? Nope. Yes. Uh, not oh. since NXT. Uh, Braun is back, and he takes out Gallows, and then takes out both of Heavy Machinery, so goodbye, Heavy Machinery. Harper is trying to suplex Ali out, and then Jinder uh, gets eliminated while this is happening. Amid suplex, Harper gets kicked out, taking Ali with him in the suplex, and on the rebound on the suplex, Ali just rams his head into the corner of the announce table similar to what oh yes similar to what we worried kevin owens almost did at Fastlane, but this time but ollie actually did, did it. it and uh had to get stitches apparently did he actually that's oh what i was God. reading on twitter uh so no yikes. surprise there andrade <laughs> fucking idiot andrade by the way <laughs> jesus christ this was so stupid he hurricane rana's apollo Crews out and eliminates himself in the process hey at least he landed on his feet was it just a situation where it's like i'm fucking done like who cares like i, I don't care i'm not care about this fucking honestly trophy. honestly with how convoluted this whole match was i feel like that was a planned spot it probably was it was it just was. so stupid because he was just like oh no what have i done so now we're down to braun and the hardys and then jose and shay come back in the ring they try to help the hardys eliminate braun but they cannot and both hardys are tossed and so now braun and the snl guys are alone jose grabs a mic and he brings his therapist into the ring who somebody on Twitter said looks just like Chris Masters and definitely did, by the way. So that was a good call there. Yes. Uh, he wants to work through Strowman's anger issue with him. Uh, Joe's therapist just gets fucking tossed around like a rag doll and he's gone. He took some nice bumps. Uh, I like this. Michael Shea tried eliminating himself, but Braun like just punches him and helps him out. Uh, I think he bitch slapped him. He actually. did. Yeah. Uh, Strowman misses a big boot and gets his foot really awkwardly and unrealistically caught in the top rope and by unrealistically i mean he didn't get his foot caught in the top rope and had to put it over the top rope uh, See, just, i thought it was just like a hyper extension of the groin thing it could have been but i think it was supposed to be his foot got over the top rope and he was like straddling uh, it just what well, didn't look very good uh jost tries with all his might to eliminate him but of course he can't he grabs jost and uh like a baby just like an old dish towel throws him out of the ring into the waiting arms of several of the eliminated participants. Braun Strowman wins in 10 minutes, whatever, two minutes, two stars. Not two One minutes. star. It was terrible. Ooh. The ending was stupid. Braun Strowman's a joke. Uh, he's such a joke now that they make toys of him breaking cars. So Okay, the, the toy of him breaking cars is awesome. No, it's stupid. If I was a little kid, I would have wanted that toy so bad. Remember who they're catering to? Braun's, Kyle, Braun's a character for kids. Kyle is also really, really pissed about him breaking cars all the time. He hates the... Because he breaks cars. He's, breaking, that's he's broken five, five of them now. That's his gimmick now. It's not funny anymore. It's stupid. I, one, one star, Braun Strowman's a joke, unfortunately. Tell us how you really feel, Kyle. <laughs> Braun, I still like you, pal. Luke, what do you think of the match? I gave it two stars. Not not too much better than Kyle, but uh, I actually I enjoyed for what I thought was gonna be terrible. I enjoyed the uh, the Jost spots, and I was really I was thinking that Jost was actually gonna take a hard bump outside, and then he got thrown into a crowd. I, my first thought was they're not gonna let him do this, are they? I was super pumped for it, um, but I mean, all things considered. The it Joe's sucked. part wasn't too bad. Yeah. It sucked. Yes, yeah, it yeah. sucked. It wasn't too bad. Though. It sucked. I know what you mean. Uh, speaking of big bumps, it's kind of a huge sidebar. But shout out to PCO for taking a fucking double power bomb out of the ring, taking a flat back bump on the outside of the ring at the G1. That man, mm. for an old man, he has taken some big void bumps. Uh, I don't know why I thought of that, but that was pretty cool. Uh, oh, anyways, yeah. it's time for the main show, WrestleMania proper. Two hour pre show is over and uh, we are the the it's just getting started. I could have done without all of it. So uh, Miss Yolanda Adams begins things, sings a stirring rendition of America the Beautiful. 
Uh, and then we get a helicopter flyover that kind of takes forever. But you oh, know what? Yeah. It's helicopters in America, so that's pretty cool. Oh. And then we get a... Can I say this? This is a top five WrestleMania video package of all time. This video package was so good. I'll have to go back and watch it. Oh. I, I know that my, my two favorites of all time are 17 and 18. It, this was so good. So basically it's... 20 was really good. It's all these 20 was wrestlers really kind of like narrating, talking about like how we're storytellers and you know this is our stage is the ring and we make magic happen. And then it cuts to kind of a few legends and then like more upbeat like rapish pop song plays while it's a bunch of highlights. It's just really good. Really good stuff. Really good way to open the show. 10 out of 10 recommend? Uh, yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend. Nice. Uh, and then we get a big display of pyro to open the show. And uh, man, their pyro budget tonight was expensive. Ridiculous. Especially for Roman Reigns. Everybody got yeah. pyro tonight. Uh, we get an interesting look for the stage, as Luke alluded to earlier, with just a giant... It's simple, right? But it's just that giant LED screen. How many frames do you think that is? Like, they have that in, like, frames. You can see that it's separated out. It's pro- if it's 16 by 9 frames, it's got to be like 30 of them, right? At least, at least. It's, I mean, at least. It's probably even... I think I'm misjudging how big it was because it was it was two stories tall. Well, well you'd see... You'd see <laughs> yeah, you'd see a person yeah. come out and then look at the They're sheer like size of it. like an ant, yeah. Um, so a simple look, but not a bad one. Also, speaking of looks... Uh, the crowd was blinded for the first couple matches of this show yeah. with the stage, the house lights. Eventually, they did turn them down. So just a note to make there, which is... So much so that they were chanting they were pissed. Yeah, turn the lights off. And, Dude, uh, that was a nice rendition. Thanks. Eventually, they would. Uh, anyways, we're still going here. Uh, Alexa Bliss is introduced. She says if she wants a WrestleMania moment, all she has to do is snap. She snaps. The Hulkster arrives. He comes out. He. Re- this is my favorite part of the whole show. He redoes the Silverdome flub from WrestleMania. Was it thirty? Yeah. Yes. And then he still calls the arena the wrong name because he doesn't call it MetLife Stadium. He calls it the MetLife Center. So he's still got the name of the venue wrong. Hulkster, I loved it. I love you. Technicality. Buddy. Uh, it was great. Uh, and then he just does the whole shtick. He says, "Brother, what are you gonna do when, when Hulkamania runs wild on you, Hulkamaniacs?" Thank you again, friend of the podcast, Hulk Hogan. Yes. He poses, Hulk Hogan. poses with Alexa Bliss. Get that good photo op. And then Which, that was cool. It just felt kind of cheesy with Alexa fine. in front yeah, of him. It was fine. Uh, and then here comes Paul Heyman, like a little angry <laughs> storming. potato, storming. He like parts this Alexa Hogan sea and storms his way down to the ring. Angry Apparently, little potato. Hogan and Bliss did not know about. You that could either. tell because they were like Hogan was like had his arms in the air, like what are you doing? Uh, Heyman storms to the ring. He says, Love "I'm not. If we're not going to wait around. If we're not going on last, we sure as hell ain't waiting around for our time. So we're going to go well, on right now." And he was going to say, "We've got a flight to catch back to Las Vegas where, where people appreciate, appreciate us." Which yeah. is a UFC reference. Thanks, man. Yes, I I actually thought it was a a, a for a moment like my conspiracy theorist was like AEW. AEW. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, no, I think it was UFC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Kyle corrected me very quickly. And that's going to be what we get. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins to open the show for the Universal Championship. The crowd is cheering for Seth before his music even hits. And uh, he gets a cool little entrance video with like Brock Lesnar's stupid skull logo and a sword like destroying it. And it says B-Slayer. It's pretty cool. Uh, Lesnar goes after Rollins before he even gets in the ring, attacks him outside. Rollins gets hit with an F5 on the floor. Brock continues to beat down, tosses him over the German announce table twice. He finally throws Rollins in the ring. The ref's trying to check on Seth to see if he can compete or not. So he's trying yeah, to do Yeah, because the bell job. hasn't rang yet. Yeah, he isn't done with the beatdown, though. Tosses him back outside. Seth is really getting his ass kicked. Like, his back is welted. Oh, my God. He's just getting the shit kicked out of him. Eventually, somehow, this negligent referee calls for the bell to be rung after Seth Rollins has been killed. 
Uh, the match begins officially. He goes after Rollins, he being uh, Brock, in the corner. Well. Thank you. Hits a German suplex and another and a third. Rollins goes, or it's not Rollins, I'm an idiot. Brock goes for the F5, uh, but like Seth fights it off and causes the ref to like go out of the ring because he doesn't get hit. While the ref's out of the ring, dick trauma. Mm-hmm. Brock is hurt. His, his one weakness, the ding ding. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he is down three stomps, one, two, three. In two and a half minutes, Seth Rollins has won Technically. the Universal Championship. Guys, hey, that, uh, holy cow, what a what a way to start. Yeah. Rest- this might have been one of my favorite opening WrestleMania segments ever. Obviously, it's not Owen it's and Brett, there. but man, just uh, this was awesome. I loved this. The crowd was super into it. They loved seeing Seth go over. As far as a rating goes... I kind of struggled with it a little bit. So my initial thinking was it was a two and a half minute match. Well, and that's when the bell rang. Technically. Yes. I was going to give it two and a half stars, a star for each minute that the match went. Nice. Kind of <laughs> can put that together. I'm going to go ahead and bump it up to three, though, just because mm. of everything that happened in the pre-match. And I'm just so excited that Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is the universal champion, guys. Seth freaking Rollins, the beast slayer, the king slayer, whatever, whoever he's slaying. Well deserved. So congratulations, Seth. I officially am going to go ahead and say three stars. I gave it three and a quarter just because I was so happy Seth won. I, it was something I'd been waiting for. Um, for years, really, for me. Yeah, and, and it started off the show hot, gave the crowd what they wanted. I do wish it went a little bit longer because I do love watching Brock wrestle, especially yeah. against a, a smaller guy like Seth. But three and a quarter, I'm happy with it. Booked well. I also did three and a quarter. Every single Brock Lesnar little guy match uh, on, on a pay-per-view has been awesome like he, the way that they sell for him the way he's able to just toss him around and really make it seem like they have no chance from the get-go i mean they did that same formula here and it still worked excellently i do want to say though i definitely called the ref bump in the dick trauma i definitely called it they were teasing it on raw so it, it made sense yeah yeah once i saw that he nut punched brock i was like okay there's gonna be twice a ref bump. he did it twice on raw which which the ref bump, quote unquote, was like him getting really close to getting bumped, and then like I'm out of here. Screw yeah, this. He just like he like bailed. He's like yeah. I'm. I don't get paid enough of this shit. <laughs> Which I mean, he probably this ref it. is incompetent. Yes, <laughs> let's just say that. Yeah. First but, off, he allowed the match to even begin in the first place. But uh, an abrupt and a crazy way to start the show. I mean, yeah, I was super into it, it was man. Hot. Just really well booked. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, we get a nice display of pyro for Seth as he poses with the new title he just won on the uh, entrance ramp. And then Jerry Lawler is introduced as the special announcer for the next match. Says almost nothing during the match. but He was on the pre-show there for a little bit and yeah. he didn't say too many pr- constructive things either. Really, yeah. none of the guest commentators outside of Shawn Michaels really said much. And then there were Shawn, which we'll get to later, who was just yapping the whole match. Edge and Christian, yeah. Edge and Christian were also on the pre-show. Right? Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, up next is going to be AJ Styles versus Randy Orton with Jerry Lawler on the announced team as i mentioned uh they lock up at the bell there's some corner chomps to orton orton wants the rko right off the bat but aj fights him off there's a drop kick to styles and then aj gets a nice drop kick of his own aj hits a plunge of forearm to orton outside orton shoulder blocks aj off the apron and then styles gets dropped off the apron again back in the ring for an orton one count orton is keeping aj grounded here working him over with a headlock they trade strikes with aj getting the upper hand there's an ushiguroshi to orton for a styles near fall aj wants a styles clash and orton wants the rko both men are able to fight out snap power slam for an orton near fall kind of getting all the greatest hits in here styles tries for the calf crusher but gets stomped instead uh randall wants the draping ddt but styles avoids it locks in the calf crusher uh randy is selling it like his leg is about to break in half so good job randy uh eventually orton makes it to the ropes aj wants the forearm but randy uh, 
uh, fights it off and he tries the RKO again. Or no, I'm sorry, that's not what happened. AJ wants a phenomenal forearm. Uh, Randy assumes he's going to hit it, tries the RKO. Uh, it was just a trap though because AJ knew what was going to happen and he said, he's, I'm not going to do that. So he kind of got him to bite there, a little strategy. And then he ends up hitting a 450 uh, to Orton for a near fall springboard 450 Orton ducks out of the way of a phenomenal forearm hits a brutal looking backbreaker to AJ and then Randy hits a beautiful superplex of styles high arcing uh, as hell yeah, man that was awesome both guys deserve credit for that because uh, AJ got up there too uh, AJ hits an enziguri there's a roll up for a styles near fall an RKO out of nowhere to styles and AJ styles kicks out of the RKO you don't see that very often never you almost never see somebody kick out of the RKO unless it's a some kind of you know main event yeah. dirty booking or something oh, it's to see him just kick out of it was like oh wow the crowd didn't really bite on it surprisingly but i, I did. think it's probably because they were blind and couldn't see yeah, it a lot of people out. couldn't see this match uh, <laughs> so that's that's fair randy puts aj back on top he wants an rko from the top rope aj slips out of the way hits randy with a pele kick styles hits Orton with a phenomenal forearm outside the ring he puts him in the ring hits him with another phenomenal forearm and styles wins clean as a whistle in whistle. 16 minutes um, this was not a bad match. Uh, it did feel a tad bit underwhelming to me, though. Yes. Um, I don't know. Something was... It felt like it never got out of third gear. Correct. Uh, I gave it 2.75 stars. Um, for what it was, it was fun. And there were some fun spots. I liked the story they were telling about both men just trying to hit their finishers throughout the entire match. And it essentially was boiled down to whoever hit it first was going to win. Even though, ultimately... That's not Orton hit it first. Yeah. Uh, kind of a swerve there, but I do appreciate the story. Just the actual in-ring action itself did feel a bit underwhelming for me. I gave it three and a quarter. I expected a lot more, though. I was expecting a four, four and a half star match. And it just seems like Orton just sometimes does not get out of that second gear, and it's kind of disappointing. He's got all the talent in the world. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I A lot of people were expecting this sort of an outcome. Right, but then there was also that minority that said, "Dude, this could be the dark horse match. Watch out!" And I kind of bought into that hype, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, Orton seems to be at his best when he actually is really invested and cares." And it seemed like he was invested in this, especially by the promos they were cutting, etc. And AJ is obviously always gonna, you know, be the cream of the crop. So, right, um, I gave it three stars. It was underwhelming. I mean, it was not the dark horse match I was looking for. Um, I don't know if they were distracted by the whole lights thing and that affected the performance and all. Because I know Randy issued like an apology on behalf of WWE. Yeah. On, oh, like a, a smart ass apology on yeah. WWE or on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just it was underwhelming, and it, they could have kept the show at a fever pitch if they would have pulled something awesome off. But it was just it never got out of that second gear. It was methodical. And maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. Yeah, you know, never mind. I was gonna say maybe we'll see this rivalry continue and they'll have a better blow off. But it was so clean, I, I'd have a hard. Yeah. Like yeah. Randy doesn't really. Not it wasn't only even did, a Styles not only did AJ kick out of his finisher, it only took. Well, technically, it took two phenomenal forearms to finish Randy, but still, like there was right. no. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, up next, here comes Lacey Evans, and there goes Lacey Evans. See and you. now we're gonna get another match: the Usos coming out first as the tag team champions versus the Bar versus Nakamura and Rusev versus Ricochet and Black for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, just a little note about this match: it is obvious to me that Nakamura doesn't care anymore. Correct. And uh, there's he has nothing left to give the company, and. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he can't. Either, whatever the case, he was the one person in this match that didn't do anything for right. me. And that is heartbreaking to me 
because in NXT, I don't, we, we've had this discussion yes. before, but that's just a little note that I noticed. Like he was the one guy that like did almost nothing in this match. Do we know what his contract looks like at I'm all? I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I'd be surprised if he was a re-signee. Maybe he'll go back to Japan or AEW. Well, or who it's knows? Sad but man, because like he's like, just he's just you can tell when you see him in the ring. Like yeah. there's no he is there's no, he has nothing. He's not having Left fun. Yeah. He's not having fun. Because yeah. in NXT, I mean, like we've said, in NXT, he was phenomenal. Um, the crowd absolutely adored him. And when he made his re- main roster debut, the crowd just exploded. Yeah. And over time, it's just the steam is just yeah. completely evaporated. And this is kind of, yeah, this is a, this was a good match. So let's get into it. Okay. Uh, Jay and Aleister Black start. Sheamus immediately tags in, hits the rolling Death Valley driver to Black, which they called a senton, by the way. They need, to study, they need to study their wrestling moves. Get Morrow in here. Rusev tags himself in, levels Alistair with a lariat. Nakamura tags himself in. There's a double team slam slash Inziguri to Black for a near fall. Jimmy tags himself in. Black goes for a dive, but Jimmy hits a Samoan drop and sends him on his way. There's a spin kick by Nakamura, and then Ricochet tags himself in, hits a beautiful springboard elbow on Shinsuke for a near fall. Cesaro tags in. Uh, we get a really nice sequence that leads to a Ricochet or Rana where they're kind of just like doing a bunch of spinny shit. Uh, he kills Ricochet sick. with an uppercut. And then, uh, speaking of spinny shit, Sheamus is like going around hitting everybody in the arena with the 10 beats of the Bowery. And I mean everybody in the arena, like fans, kids. He was just going crazy. <laughs> While this is happening, Ricochet is getting the Cesaro swing for like a minute and a half. It was it awesome. It was absurd. It was amazing. And Sheamus is just stopping guys' hearts on the outside of the ring. No, I'm pretty sure literally everyone else besides those three competitors got, got the chops. Or yeah, got the, pretty much. The beans. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, now Jay is getting hit and then Alistair uh, and then all while Cesaro is still swinging Ricochet again it goes on for forever eventually Cesaro puts the sharpshooter on Ricochet who is just selling like Chris Benoit like he is sharp- screaming on the sharpshooter Ricochet is a great seller well and that's Cesaro's got a beautiful sharpshooter oh yeah that's something I noticed Ricochet pick up a lot since he came to NXT was his, his selling has improved like Big tenfold um, which is crazy how he can still be a rubber man and bounce all over the place and still take it's the great. time he's got it all uh, Jimmy breaks up the um, sharpshooter with a super kick to uh, what's his name Cesaro. There's a J cactus close on to Sheamus and then both out. Black and Rusev are in on a double tag and there's a black near fall after an Asai moonsault into an inverted DDT to Rusev. Shinsuke gets tagged in, hits a running knee to Black, but the pin is broken up by a ricochet standing shooting star press. My goodness, ricochet Good tags God. in. He gets caught in a crossbody by Rusev and slammed down for a near fall. Cesaro tags in, who immediately tags Sheamus. The Usos meet the bar and ricochet up top. Rusev and Nakamura meet them underneath and then we get a huge tower of doom spot and ricochet rolls through and lands in the corner with this excellent look on his face like how did i do that ricochet goes up top while rusev is killed with a uh alistair black knee ricochet hits a 630 but the pinfall gets broken up everyone just starts kicking everyone at this point ending with when sheamus hits a broke kick on ricochet and then sheamus gets taken down by the usos with the double super kick and then we get the double use and the usos retain in 10 minutes fun little match mm-hmm. uh i enjoyed it i gave it three stars i thought it was a fun match and uh wish it could have been a couple minutes longer i felt like it was just hitting its stride but yes. again time constraints of wrestlemania totally get it uh i gave it three stars i gave it three and a half i loved everything about it the bar is still one of my favorite they're so things. good dude the the spin and the uh chest thing was awesome uh everything was good about it i wish it could have gone about two or three more minutes though because i think it would have been four star after that yeah I gave it three and three quarters. Very fringe four stars. Uh, it was just f- fantastic. Um, one thing I do want to note, I mean, I, I completely agree with Kyle's sentiments about the bar, but Alistair Black and Ricochet, while obviously they can just be amazing solo competitors, I didn't think that they would 
put it together chemistry-wise like they have. They're turning into a great tag team. I don't know if we'll see them continue to tag after this. Well, considering it, TakeOver, they lost that title. They, if you go back to Raw, chance. the go-home show, they lost, the, or two weeks ago, they lost to the Revival in a title match. Then so they, they lost literally lost to every TakeOver, tag champ. And then they lost last night. So I, I could see them going their separate ways. Maybe they get drafted to separate brands in the shake-up. Uh, Alistair Black's so awesome. They're both. I know we talk about Ricochet a lot, but Alistair Black, damn it, Alistair Black has it. Uh, like in everything, spades. I he could too. be the top guy in the company. I think so too. Um, and I mean, they seem to be invested in him. So who Big knows time. what the future holds for, for Black? Hopefully, good things. I think good things for both guys, actually. Um, but we'll see um, if they continue tagging or not. I also was very impressed with Rusev. Yeah, Rusev. I mean, he didn't get a ton in, but he looked great. Looked very strong. Yeah. He's a big, strong, handsome man. We all know that. Um, next, we get a little video package wrapping up the uh, recapping the Hall of Fame ceremony. And the class is on stage being introduced to the crowd. We get Tori Wilson, Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake, <laughs> the Harlem Heat, the Hart Foundation, uh, which was just Brett, obviously, uh, because Jim has passed, uh, the Honky Tonk Man, and DX, who get a proper entrance. And they're just sucking it to everybody. Whoa. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I want to say for... You know, the the day her dad died, Tori Wilson looked great for this Hall of Fame things. Anybody who says that otherwise is crazy. Yeah, no, he, she she looked phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, she she's did. almost 50 now. Yeah, and she's looking good, man. She also had a funny, I just saw a little clip of her speech. About how she helped a lot of young boys through puberty. Yes, that, that was very That was fantastic. That was good stuff, man. Nice humility there. Um, also, I want to point out how much X-Pac and DX put over China. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 really oh, did. Oh, did they in the speech? Yeah. Oh, oh, big yeah. Time. oh yeah. Oh, left and right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I need to go watch. Uh, Sean Michaels basically said we wouldn't be where we are yeah. without China and Xbox said we need to call it the China Battle Royal. Yeah. Oh, even, yeah. sweet. Even there was even a China chant when DX had their entrance. Yep. On at, at Mania. So. I will say they tried to do like a pan. Uh, at the end of this little presentation where they tried to show everyone standing valiantly and then as it's getting towards the end it's just DX running around hugging people and just like just going the only nuts. person paying attention was Booker T who like held out both of his Hall of Fame rings even Stevie Ray was just like uh yeah uh, but that is what it was. It was, next, it was fun. It was fun. We get a video package outlining everything that's been going on between The Miz and Shane. Just good stuff. It's been a good feud. So, of course, the video package is going to be good. And that's, of course, going to lead to Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, I love how when Shane comes out, as he's been doing, he makes the ring announcer just introduce him over and over again. To eventually, like, the last time he announces him is so over the top. It's amazing. Uh, George, as I like to call Ms. Senior, is at ringside once again. Ms. Dad. Yes. Uh, Shane leaves the ring right as the match starts, trying to get away from the Miz. Shane goes after uh, George, and uh, Miz goes after him outside. Shane gets the upper hand. He tosses Miz into the post, who takes a spill to the outside. There's a donkey kick to Miz by Shane, and then Shane clears off an announce table and just fucking kills yeah. the Miz with a monitor. Clocks him. I dude. knew we got him, and then once I saw how much he was bleeding on the announce table, I was like, oh, he really got him. Because there was a puddle of blood, and it took some time for the trainers to tend to him while Shane got back in the ring uh, and did this. So Shane climbs up on the top rope. He wants an elbow uh, through the table, but George comes in and gets in the way. George. He, like, squares up. Like, he wants to go. Which is an instant meme. Oh, it was amazing. Of course it's an instant meme. Uh... He squares up. Shane like teaches him how to properly square up and then attacks him. Uh, Miz eventually comes in and makes the save, all patched up. He starts going after Shane like a rabid dog, just kicking the hell of hell out of him. He tosses Shane over the barricade, and my favorite part of the match, he goes to check on George, who's dead, right? Like, he's dead. And then but Shane, the, the Miz is talking to him, and he's like, are you okay? And you can see George being like, 
Yeah. Like he's talking to him, even though he's like dead on the side of the ring. And it takes forever to a trainer to, for a trainer to come out too. like, what are they doing? And he's motionless. Yeah. He's like dead in the yes. ring. And Miz is like, get somebody out here. And like, it takes him like five minutes to get anyone to show up. Poor George. I just love that. He was ta- clearly talking to the Miz, even though he was like selling dead. It made me laugh like uproariously hard. I don't know if I was just out so, of it or what. Well, also the ring was hella mic'd. So there was a couple times throughout the night where we heard stuff that we might that we should not have. Maybe in the main yeah. event, you heard the one, two, three on yeah. the Spanish fly. Yeah. Uh, he launches himself over the barricade into Shane again after George is getting some help. They brawl into the crowd and into a tech area. There's the DDT for Shane near fall. The Miz is working over Shane's knee. Miz attacks Shane with the chairs. They continue through the crowd. Uh, they're at the international broadcast section now, which is, I just, this rest of this match I found fascinating because they're brawling through areas you don't normally see people no. brawl through. Uh, they're and just tipping over tables at this point. Um, and just, Shane's, just Shane's getting his ass kicked here. I mean, the poor foreign announce crew is just, they're, yeah, they're <laughs> their just station is ruined they're because everything's tipped dude. over. Uh, and then Miz hit Shane with the monitor, like a like it was like a more new a newer one. And then Shane like falls on a golf cart, and then he falls off the golf cart, and he falls like six feet off that his was golf crazy. cart. He took a huge fall. I couldn't believe that. You, it wasn't. I don't think. I don't know if he was really supposed to fall because it wasn't lit properly. Like the camera didn't catch it. Right. It just looked like like. <laughs> When he fell, you see him fall on the top of the golf cart, and then he just fucking disappears into, like, the darkness. The void. What just happened? Where did he go? Turns out he fell into the concession area. Uh, It was a big fall, though. That man is indestructible. They continue fighting. They go up to the camera well, where the hard cams are. There's a skull-crushing finale on the camera platform with the best sound a skull-crushing finale's ever made. Just the twanging of metal and, and Shane's head. But Shane kicks out. Shane's fighting back. He wants to climb up the crow's nest where the hard cam is, and eventually they do. They get on top of this little crow's nest area. Uh, this is a great Wonder shot. what's happening here. Shane is apologizing. He's begging for forgiveness. It's also worth noting, three areas of the crow's nest are have guardrails on them. One end is curiously one open. Mm. Uh, Shane is apologizing. There's a great shot of the Miz just looking furious. He goes after Shane, suplexes him off the crow's nest into the most obvious crash pad I've ever seen. It was still an awesome spot. It was like 15 feet down. And then on the landing of the suplex, though, Shane's arms are over the Miz and he gets the pinfall and Shane McMahon, the best in the world, wins the match in 15 and a half minutes. This is my match of the night up to this point. Oh, yeah. This match surprised the heck out of me. This was a fun, fun match. I gave it 3.75. Just had a great time with it. Uh, Everything. Everything worked for me in this match from George's involvement to them brawling through the crowd to them going all the way up to that crow's nest where the, the hard cam was. Like It was just like... You know, a lot of times when you see brawls in wrestling, they're brawling in the same spots through the crowd, sometimes in the concession stand, sometimes into the backstage area. Like, when they're brawling to these, like, the international announce team and, like, they're brawling into the camera well, like, it feels like they're somewhere they're not supposed to be. And it adds this, like, almost, like, voyeuristic quality to the match where it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be seeing all this. Voyeuristic. You know? And it just added a lot for me. So, 3.75. Loved this match. I also gave it 3.75. I am intrigued with the Miz's face turn. This was something I was not looking forward to. Same. And it has been fantastic. And Shane is putting up good matches. Like they're they have yeah. good chemistry. Shane is that evil boss, and the Miz, Miz got screwed. You know, so we'll it's gonna see. maybe this will continue. It looks like it's probably gonna go to Money in the Bank. I'm fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. Luke, what do you think of this um, match? I gave it three and three quarters. <laughs> Fantastic. I've been critical in the past about Shane McMahon taking up a spot on the card, um, because 
to me, it's felt like sometimes it's he's just there for the for the daredevil spot. Yeah, and it's taking up you know another way more talented wrestlers spot there. But this rivalry has been awesome, um, and this match. So fantastic. It was so much fun. So good. And it was just attitude era nonsense. Yes. And I loved it. I yes. did. And the way and the way that it led to like Shane's taken so many crashes onto those specific types of crash pads, man. It's just formula for Well him. the whole it's thing like, too is like clockwork. as they kept building the match, you kept seeing like tall objects or like different areas. You're like, is this gonna be the Shane yeah, spot? Is yes. this gonna be like first it was that huge LED post? I'm like, is he gonna crawl halfway up it and jump down? No. And then it's that area where he fell into the concession stands and it's like, well, he could jump off that. No. I don't know. It just it I strung love, you along really well. I love that finish though. Oh, I me too. love that me too. finish. Me too. It continues the feud. Uh, up next, Paige is introduced as the guest commentator for the next match, which is going to be champions coming out first. The Boston Hug Connection uh, with those wacky, <laughs> waving, inflatable arm-filling tube men. Just not up to their little heads. They had some stage fright because about half of them or more didn't work, unfortunately. They couldn't get erect. No. Versus Tamina. They should take some blue chew. Uh, versus Tamina and Nia We're Jax. not sponsored. Please sponsor us. <laughs> versus the Iconics. Versus Natalia and Beth. You've still got it. Phoenix. Uh, yes. Bailey and Tamina start things off. Tamina with the early upper hand. She knocks several women off the apron. Beth jumps her. This match was a bit of a mess, so I'll do my best. Yeah. Uh, Naya makes the save until Natalia and Bailey toss her out. Naya gets tossed into the steps outside. Royce and Bailey are in now. Sasha gets tagged in. There's a spin kick to Sasha for a Peyton Royce near fall. She tags Bailey in. Sasha rolls her up for a one count. There's a double team to Sasha as Royce is tagged back in. Bailey gets tagged in now. Uh, the crowd is dead silent for this match. Uh, Phoenix tags in. Kay tags Bailey out. Goes right after Beth with strikes and a pin attempt. Peyton Royce tags back in. There's some double team work on Beth Phoenix for a near fall. Beth hits a double suplex to Royce and Billy Kay. And... Uh, she tags in Natalia, and they do a double team to K. Bailey breaks up the pinfall. A heart attack, attack bruh. A heart attack, yep. That's wow. a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Forgot to write down what it was. It was a heart attack, which they actually called, because before they hadn't really been calling it. But to, which is strange. Yeah, but tonight, because she's done it a few times now, but tonight well, they I actually think, called did it. Did you mention Bret Hart walked him to the ring? So no, I didn't. That's probably why yeah. they did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bret Hart walked him. Well, he didn't really walk him to the ring. He walked him to the, he walked him to the entrance area. And, and then, then it was like, all right, you're so, on yeah, your own. I'm not walking all that way. Uh, Sasha tags in. Beth tags in. Bailey breaks up a double team attempt. There's a hurricane runner into a bank statement to Beth, which was cool. Phoenix breaks free, tries for a glam slam, but Natalia is able to take tag in after it's a failed glam slam attempt. She wants a sharpshooter, but is distracted by Bailey. She puts both Bailey and Sasha in the double sharpshooter here, but Tamina breaks it up with a stiff looking super kick. Phoenix goes after her. Naya takes Phoenix out, and then she gets sent out and the Tamina and Naya double Samoan drop the Iconics. Naya almost drops K by the way uh, in the process. That looked brutal. Oh it did. Mm -hmm. Naya and Tamina are up top teasing a double splash but Phoenix shoves Naya off the top and then uh, uh, Tamina's just like I guess I might as well get down too. Uh, Tamina goes after her but gets taken out. There's a Banks Meteora takes out Natalia and Phoenix on the outside. Beth and Sasha are legal now and uh, Bailey gets tagged in. Bailey hits the elbow drop onto Phoenix, and then Sasha hits the frog splash for a near fall, big near fall there. Boston Hug want the double superplex, but Natalia breaks it up. Hits a sit out powerbomb to Sasha, that was brutal looking. Beth hits a top rope glam slam, but as that's happening, Royce tags herself in. Not Super Royce. glam slam, bro. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Billy Kay tags herself in, and uh, Royce comes in, pulls Beth Phoenix out of the ring, and Billy Kay steals the pinfall and the tag team championships. New tag team champs in ten and a half minutes. Iconic. The crowd only got into the finish of this match, unfortunately. 
Uh, it wasn't a great match. It was a bit messy at times. It wasn't terrible, and I, I did probably overrate it because of the finish and just seeing new tag team champions crowned and it being the Iconics. They were so overcome with emotion, you guys, mm-hmm. when they won this belt, these belts. They, they deserved it. They were legitimately in tears, and just it was a cool moment. I give it 2.75. Again, I probably overrated it a little bit, but it was cool to see the Iconics have that moment. I gave it two and a half. Beth hasn't missed a beat. No, she, she looked left. great. She looked great God. here. Hitting that, hitting that second rope clam slam was amazing. Also, the Meteora to the outside on both of them by Sasha was awesome. Oh, yeah. Sick. Uh, the Iconics, they deserve it. Yep, so they I'm do. happy for them. Two and a half. I thought that the Iconics way back, what was that, Elimination Chamber? That was when, when they, they first the introduced OG. the belt. Yeah, yeah. I thought that they were going to win it then, or at least I was yeah, hoping they would. Um, they got their moment, man. I'm super stoked. I gave it two and three quarters. Um. Yeah. It, it, the match wasn't that good, but and gosh. now we're at what three title changes? Four title changes. The wait, what? Cruiserweights. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the tag team titles. The universal. Team. This is the night of the title change. Uh, I believe only one singles competitor retained their title. Yep. Um, and if and I will say as well on this note, if they book it right, a boss and hug and iconics program could be super fun. Yes, they can do a with lot the with that. heel stuff. And th- I just want them to focus on these two teams for now. Like, also, um, as cool as it was to see Beth come back, like so that's what I was going to ask. It seems pretty obvious that she wouldn't continue this. I think she's gone, probably. Yeah, I, was, I don't think I was, she really wants to wrestle anymore. No, no, she's kicking, she's kicking ass. Her and Edge yeah. are the the retired power couple. That's Kyle, right. do you think she's coming back? No, I don't think so. Okay, up next. <laughs> Kofi the ass boosting supreme yeah the ass boosting supreme we're gonna get the WWE title match I had to I have to say I had a bad feeling about this match's position on the card in hindsight I know exactly why they put this match exactly. here exactly uh but going in I was like ooh, are they gonna bury a big moment in the middle of the show the answer is yes uh spoiler alert uh here we go the crowd is so behind Kofi as two men are sizing each other up at the bell Daniel grounds Kofi. Kofi's keeping up with Brian's mat-based style, beat for beat here in the beginning. Kofi lands on his feet after a monkey flip, and he drop kicks Brian. We get a beautiful Topicon dive to Brian outside. Daniel's working over Kofi in the corner now. There's a surfboard applied to Kofi. I did it, Luke. Surfboard, yeah. you got it right. Woo. He breaks free and kicks Brian in the corner. There's a big uppercut by Kofi. Kofi with the standing double stomp for a near fall. Kofi avoids a suplex, hits a beautiful leaping clothesline that connects to Brian. Then hits the boom drop. Brian rolls onto the apron, gets basement drop kicked out of the ring. Kofi goes for a dive, but Brian avoids it, and Kofi hits the announce table very hard. Back in the ring, Daniel is in control. Kofi is draped over the middle rope, and Brian goes up top and hits a knee drop on right onto Kofi's the small of his back Sick. for a near fall. There's a waist lock into a pinfall attempt for Brian, and then some big corner elbows, and uh, Kofi breaks free. Brian recovers, hits a series of corner drop kicks. Kofi tries to stomp, but Brian catches him this time and puts him into. Let's call it what it is. It was the Lion Tamer. He puts it him was, in the Lion Tamer. Yep. It, it was, was awesome. It was nice. Yeah. Kofi makes well, it. Well, it was a Lion Tamer. Then he re- kind of turned it into yeah, a Boston Crab. Yeah. It was awesome. But both were beautiful. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, where was it? Oh, Kofi makes it to the ropes for a break. Kofi and Brian are up top now. Brian gets knocked down twice, but he keeps coming back. Kofi eventually knocks him down and hits the big splash onto the onto the back of Brian as he's like in a crawling position on all fours for a near fall. That was brutal. They trade strikes. They're really going out of here. Kofi wants Trouble in Paradise, but uh, Brian has it scouted. He tries for the Boston Crab, uh, him being uh, Brian again, but Kofi rolls it into a roll-up, and Kofi gets a nuts-up. Or no, sorry. Brian gets a roll-up of his own after that. Kofi gets a crossbody for a near fall. Brian rolls into a pinfall of his own. Brian holds onto his arm and wants the bell lock, but Kofi fights it off with a kick. Kofi goes for a corner attack, but Brian hits a stiff stomp. Brian, with a smug grin, does the yes chant in the corner, really getting a lot of heat from the crowd. Loved it. He wants the running knee, but Kofi gets a roll-up for a near fall, and then an SOS for a near fall. This entire sequence, by the way, was fan. It's going so fast. It's, yes. um, it's so hard to keep up with during this sequence, but this is just 
as good as a pro wrestling match can be at this point. This mm-hmm. whole second half of this match was perfect. Uh, Brian locks in the, the bell lock and uh, off of the pinfall attempt. Again, just these transitions are incredible here. Kofi desperately is trying to break free, but Brian won't have it. He gets a toe on the ropes to force a break. Great moment. It's a great facial expression by Brian, who's just starting to look real mean. Brian hit, hits the fickle kicks, he abs- and then uh, Kofi absorbs the kicks and gets back to his feet. The crowd is just going insane here. They trade kicks. He goes for the death blow, him being Brian, but Kofi catches him, and it's a big inverted suplex for a near fall. Brian rolls outside, and Kofi falls to grab him. Him, but Rowan steps in the way. He t- temporarily takes out the rest of the New Day in the process, but then Kofi recovers and hits the Trouble in Paradise, and then the New Day hit the d- Up Up Down Down, which was incorrectly called the Midnight Hour, which is the old name of that move, but that's okay. That's for a near fall. Not No, it's not for a near fall. I'll just take Rowan out. I don't know why I said that. I mean, you need to be a commentator, so I'm going to say. Uh, so the, uh, Eric Rowan is taken out for now. Brian goes for a dive, but Kofi gets a big strike in. He gets back into the ring. Uh, Brian ducks out of the way of the Trouble in Paradise. Brian hits the running knee for the nearest of near falls. Kofi hits those brutal stomps to Brian this time. And uh, no, so Brian does it first. Hits yes. where he holds onto his hands and My hits the favorite. stomps. I love that spot. Um, he puts Kofi back in the little bell lock, this time in the middle of the ring. Kofi is fading quickly. The ref lifts his hands, but he has the might and the will to stay with it. The hand does not hit the mat. Hulks Brian transitions into a really, really nasty-looking arm bar, and then Kofi gets some stiff strikes to break the hold. He gives him a taste of his own medicine, hits the stomps himself, and then he hits the trouble in paradise, and Kofi is the WWE w- champion. Double in 23 e. and a half minutes. This was a, not only, so this storyline has been excellent, but this match on its own was fantastic. Godly. Couple those two things together. Five stars, you guys. Kofi did it. Uh, Kofi Mania, indeed. This was the highlight of the show for me and probably everybody else. Uh, I have not seen such a one-sided crowd in a wrestling match in so long. Just shows you how good the storytelling was and the match was right there with it. I just loved it, guys. I also gave it five stars. Uh, the whole match was incredible. I really liked towards the end when they were getting that MMA like full mount position on and they were yes. pounding on each other. Yeah. And then Brian got... Er, Kofi got out of it, hit the SO or Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. So I really think the whole story was great. The guy deserves the championship. Um, I would love to see Daniel and Kofi continue for a little bit because this match was phenomenal. And I think they could still do more five star matches. Yeah. They're both so talented, but perfect. Kofi did it for the culture, baby. Um, I. So. Now I'm going to be the dick here. He's giving it 4.5. I gave it four and three quarters. Because oh. there was just a couple botches. And it. yeah, the second half was, like you said, absolutely perfect. But I mean, there was there were a, f- a couple botches in there. So it wasn't completely. But but the emotion, everything behind it was five stars. It was great. Man. It was just. Um, hey, hey, where'd Luke go? Meltzer's on the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we after, all Meltzer at some point on this damn right. pod. So after, after the match. Uh, it was pretty obvious before the match that there was a belt underneath like this black curtain. So they tried to disguise it so, by putting Brian's belt there, but it was very obvious like there's a belt under so there. So you didn't say it, but when Kofi came out, um Biggie, oh, yeah. Biggie had a present was like, "Hey, this is for you after yeah, the match." Yeah. So good thing he won. Which ends up being uh new WWE champion t-shirts that they which leaked. they put on shop.com during the match. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, and then people were tweeting it like so the Meltzer. spoiler was like spreading like wildfire. I thankfully I avoided it. So there were two possible telegraphs that you saw between the the WWE shop t-shirt leak and the clear there's a belt on that table. Uh, and of course, after the match they removed the sheet and there was a belt. The old WWE no. championship belt is back. Mm. Kofi gets it. He celebrates with his kids. 
as good as such it gets, such an awesome friends. moment. It was amazing. Uh, and so the first purely African-American champion in the history of the company, uh, WWE champion. Yes. So history for Kofi. I hope he gets a good run. Man, he deserves it. I, do you do you think he's going to get an extended run? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, it's a winner-takes-all title versus title match tonight between Rollins and Kofi. You're kidding. I'm not. No shit. What? Are you serious? Yeah. I'll let you know if anything pops up, but it's... That's ridiculous. That better be like a double DQ or a double count out or something. That's going to ruin my mood. Well, so Lars Sullivan debuted tonight too, and I could see him. uh, He beat up Kurt Angle, so I could see him running (laughs) back. Poor Kurt. Well, what's Kurt doing on Raw? He was saying goodbye, and then Baron was like, hey, I guess, and then Lars came up and beat him up. (laughs) Hey. But um, so I'm guessing, like, if I were to think of what happened, maybe Lars is going to attack both of them Uh, and maybe set up I hope so, man. I don't know. Something's got to don't end this. Or maybe maybe so Daniel fast. maybe Daniel and Rowan interfere. They're you. They're this brand split's gonna end, isn't it? Not and this I, way. I do not want the brand split to end. I think because, that's where we're heading because you're just gonna see a bunch of talented guys get buried. Yeah, you're just gonna Anyways, feed the AEW uh, train. Let's move on. I guess I'm sad now. Uh, Alexa Bliss <laughs> visits with Jost and Shay, who are still in the training room, which is a nice touch. Uh, mm. The trainers are revealed to be Hall and Nash. And Nash wants to give them the prostate exam first. I thought this was pretty funny. I thought this was hilarious. Uh, just and a fun little cutaway. Alexa's in her like fifth outfit of the night by now. Yeah, she does an outfit change every bit. She's working. Man. I will say, I read somewhere, because I read a couple reviews after the fact. I read somewhere that they were like, uh, that said, this was basically just a 1999 Nitro segment. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty accurate, but man. it was still awesome. It was still fun. Yeah, it was fun. On we go. I don't think I was done with that page yet. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, by the way, we're at an hour and four minutes. This was the total length of our last episode, and we're about halfway done with this card. <laughs> that just shows you how long these WrestleManias are. Uh, up next, uh, Booker T is announced as the guest commentator for the next match. Hopefully, Booker T is not getting paid by the hour, because this is going to be Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe for the U.S. title. Finally, the champion comes out second. I guess Daniel Bryan did, too. Um so I like this little touch, Rey Mysterio cosplaying as Mysterio from Spider-Man. Really, really cool. I loved that. Really good luck there. I liked that. Joe jumps Mysterio at the start. Rey manages to hit a tornado DDT, then a springboard Hurricane Rana, then a six one nine. Rey goes up top, but Joe meets him, hits the Kakina clutch, and Rey is out in one he, minute. Squash match. Well, he didn't meet him. Like Rey had to get down because his knee hurt. Oh, okay. I like he that. sold the knee. Um, so. I thought this was perfect booking. I only gave the match one star because one star, one minute. You know, that's my that's my rating system for these short matches. Uh, but I thought it was perfect. Made Joe look like a monster. Uh, Ray doesn't Ray doesn't need to be. You know, Ray's not going to get hurt from having a squash match at WrestleMania at this point in his career. Uh, Joe's going to look like a monster and keep that title strong. And if Ray's injured, it's a good way to cover it up. So one star, but no issues with it at all. I gave it two stars because of how much I like the booking. Uh, I was kind of bombed at first because I thought this match was another one that could steal the show. Yes. But uh, I'm happy Samoa Joe looked like such a monster. And um, I'm glad Ray's not injured. I kind of thought there'd be some, uh, like a Dominic run in. Yeah. But that must have got scrapped once his knee got hurt. Yeah, so. I'm guessing so. Yeah. Luke, what'd you think? Yeah, that's the only reason why this match was so short. Or, yeah. or Dominic's real dad is Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Easy. That was a storyline back in the day, pal. I understand that. Oh. Luke, what do you think of this match? Ray won custody. Luke, what do you think of this match? Uh, it, I gave it two stars. Um, I mean, it was it was obvious that it was it was injury. The reason that it, it was cut down because it could have been a lot more fun, and Ray could have had a, a few more spots where it looked like yeah, he might pull it out. But Joe looks like the monster, and I is this his? No. This How is many, his first WrestleMania uh, singles match, I believe. Okay. This is his first WrestleMania yeah. match. Period. period. He, was, he wasn't on the Andre last year. Nope. 
He okay. was not. This was his first WrestleMania match. Well, so he, what a way to do it. Yeah. So the streak's starting now. I'm hoping we see Joe keep that U.S. title for us several, several, several I months. I agree. Have him defend it at WrestleMania next year and win in 30 seconds. Yeah, why not? Um, up next, we get a video package hyping up the Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre storyline. This is when fatigue, at least for me, started to set in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy! And I think after that Kofi, which is kind of loops me back to the point. Now I know why they put that Kofi match on exactly because the crowd was not going to have that energy if it were swapped with the say Becky and and Charlotte and Ronda match. But which uh, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. Uh, I like this. Bagpipers play Drew to the ring, which was pretty cool shit. Um, it was uh, the NYPD bagpipers. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, then, did you guys hear what I heard when Roman Reigns' music hit? Some booze. Some booze. Oh, There's a little bit. See, the boos are already starting to come back for Roman. But um, so they went to the res here and bought up all the fireworks, dude. <laughs> in Jesus, the, the, all the fireworks in the United States for Roman Reigns' entrance. He mm. got so much pyro for this entrance. Nope, nope, not for the champions. Nope, nope. The, just Roman Reigns. He yep. came back. I mean, uh, <laughs> this wasn't even the biggest pyro display of the night, which I'll talk about later. But uh, Roman hits Drew with a series of uppercuts as the as the match starts. The Samoan drop by Roman for a near fall. Spinebuster by Drew into a neat little cover for a near fall where he like rolls over and grabs his legs, kind of like a roll-up style. As a leg drop to Drew as he's draped over the second rope on the apron. Both men are outside now. There's a big headbutt to Roman as they ran to the ring. Drew is uh, really wearing Roman out here. Reigns clotheslines Drew from the apron to the floor, and then Roman misses the drive-by, well-scouted by uh, Drew. Reigns gets suplexed from the apron onto the floor, which is a good-looking spot. Big Alabama slam for a McIntyre near fall. Roman and Drew are up top now. McIntyre ends up in the tree of row, but recovers and just like sits up with all his core strength and just tosses, that was nice. tosses Roman off the top. Drew talks trash to Roman now. Reigns fights back. A big boot knocks McIntyre out of the ring. Uh, this time he hits the drive-by out there. The crowd is distracted by something I noticed at this point. I don't know what it was. I was looking on Twitter, but I couldn't find what it was. But the crowd is very clearly distracted by something happening in the arena. Uh, Reigns gets Samoan. Samoan drops Drew outside, and then he wants a Superman punch. Uh, but Drew hits a headbutt, and then Roman hits a Superman punch right after anyways. And uh, there's a spear to Drew, and Roman Reigns wins his big WrestleMania comeback match in 10 minutes. This is my lowest rated match on the card, actually, now that I'm looking through my notes. The lowest? I only gave this match two stars. Well, well, if you're not counting, like, the quick matches. Yeah, yeah. I gave this match two stars, like I said. Uh, huh. match really didn't do anything for me. I thought it was... You were fatigued, I think. I was getting about. tired at this point, and this is just not a match I wanted to see at this point. And uh, it's unf- it's unf- I mean, I'm glad Roman won, and it's well, it was a cool moment, but the crowd is already starting to turn on him. That is not good. I don't think you should have won. Go ahead, Kyle. I gave it three, actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought it was a very solid match. Uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. And, I mean, it made sense that Roman won, but I wanted to see Drew win. Uh, I also gave it three stars, and very solid is exactly how I'd describe it. Um, Drew, we were kind of talking while we were watching this, Kyle, and Drew better be main event in the next WrestleMania. Like, he's, he's, I agree. He's there, he should man. be. He needs to. The only thing I can say here, though, is so he's the Scottish psychopath, right? Um, and he has some intensity, and he, you know, has he's he's sadistic to a point. I want to say him. I want to see him take it up another notch. Yeah, I do too. If he's going to be called a psychopath, I want him he was, to be roaring. I want him to do everything. He was starting to get there when those series of matches he had against Drew yeah. or Dean. I mean, yes. Uh, You're correct. And, uh, didn't really see that here. But. So, yeah, it's, it's been kind of spotty, and I need him to just go all out with it and be yeah, a true same. Scottish psychopath because he's just a huge monster, dude. He's a big man. And I wish he would have won, but 
I knew that Roman was going to get booked. Oh away. yeah, oh yeah. For I sure. just hope it's not back to the same old shtick. Because the crowd will where turn Roman on overcomes it. literally everything. The crowd will turn on that, and they already are. They the, already the boos are, are already starting yeah. to happen. The reaction was so mild. It and was. he got. Did he not get fireworks after he won? He too? did. He did. Like everywhere. Uh, up next, it's time for a, a little musical display, a little concert. Time for Elias. This was fun. He introduces oh, himself, yes. and uh, he's got a drum set, and he's just shredding. On the on the Titantron. And then it cuts to him on piano. On the Titantron. And now it's in the ring, and he has his guitar. And he counts himself in, and the three Eliases play a song. Uh, and then drummer and piano Elias bow, and uh, then he says, what does WDB stand for? And he starts to play another song, but this time is interrupted by an old-timey broadcast. Oh, no. Uh, We get some old-school footage of Cubs and Yankees. We see Babe Ruth. He hits a home run. Calls his shot, sir. Yeah, yeah. And then basic thugonomics starts to play and here comes and the doctor of thugonomics john cena at this moment i shrieked like a girl and kyle can attest i'm sure it was uh, one of the most obnoxious things i've heard over all weekend oh i'm sure it was i oh uh go ahead out comes cena he grabs the mic and begins to freestyle he says that wwe does not stand for walk with the lies it stands for wasted wrestling experiment he says uh that he uh, something about nuts, but you got a big bush. And then he says he's going to not, he's usually he'd do an AA, but he's going to FU Elias. Pumps up his shoes and then hits the five knuckle shuffle and the FU and then leaves. Super fun. So that was a fantastic segment. Yeah, it was awesome. You didn't mention the part where he had humility about calling himself the golden shovel and everything. Oh, that's right. That's right. He and said he was called the golden shovel. Also, it, everything was great except for the stupid patch on his hat. You, oh, really, the, you really didn't like it? that. What was it? It was, I don't know. It was just, it was annoying. It was, it was a, like a Boy Scout kick yeah, patch or something. Yeah, it was so stupid. It was something on the Yankees. And it was kind of funny seeing old man Cena, like, be the Dr. Thugonomics. But he still looked like Dr. Thugonomics. It was fun. It was fun. I, I love this. I, this was my favorite. This was my highlight of the night, honestly. I know way. Kofi so Kingston winning the title. I loved it so much. He loved like it, it was just the biggest fan service, and I, it, my ass was boosted to the moon. Oh, mine was too. Because was this too. is the John Cena that I loved so so much. Up next, we get a hype package for Triple H and Batista. Give me what I want. Give me what <gasps> I want. Up once again, it's good stuff. All these video packages are good stuff. Uh, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Uh, that's a recap of that promo. If you've well, ever seen it. Well, Zach, doesn't sound like you're going to get what you want here. but uh, uh, We're going to have to get the longest match on the card, folks, so buckle up is for it? that. Is it, it is the long? longest match on the card. Oh, yikes. This match is too long. That's every Triple H match. Uh, yeah. Batista enters with a full security detail, and, and he then trips. he's got the pyro, and he trips getting into the ring, and then my entrance, of the, well, I don't know, this or Charlotte, but this amazing Mad Max entrance that Triple H gets. It was awesome. It's awesome. He's got like this C- kind of bad CG cartoon, but it's still kind of cool of like Mad Max and you see Triple H driving like a buggy and then out he comes in an actual Mad Max car and he comes out, he drinks the water. He's, unfortunately, he spits all over the driver of this car. Hilarious. <laughs> which is pretty funny. It was pretty Hopefully funny. Hopefully like, I got paid well. Uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that was that. And now the match is going to start. They're right up in each other's faces off the bat. There's a lariat that knocks Triple H down. Both men, right right away, they go outside. As Triple H gets sent hard over the announce table, this is old man Bump City in this, this match. This is no holds barred, by the way. Yeah, no holds barred, thank you. He leaps back over and tackles Batista into the ring apron. Triple H gets sent into the timekeeper's area. He recovers and emerges and smacks Batista with a toolbox. He opens the <laughs> toolbox up. First, he grabs the chain and uh, just starts lashing Batista in the back with it. Brutal. And then he, chin, he wraps the chain around Batista's face and yanks up on it. 
ends up choking him for a second. Batista gets sent into the steps, and then Triple H grabs a pair of channel locks, and he tightens it on Batista's fingers, and he's got this great smile in the crowd, like the sadistic, evil babyface that he is. And then he stomps on Batista's hands. It was very uh, Pete Dunn-esque. It was, it was. Now he has a chair. I love this because he grabs the chair from behind the announcer table area, and then he just like blatantly two sweets HBK as he's like leaving the announcer's area. Like, I wonder who HBK is rooting for. He did say who he was rooting for, but you know, he I'm, told Batista he wasn't rooting for anybody. Oh, that's true. But then he said, "I'm rooting for." I trips. totally expected a, a HBK run in. Here. I did too. By the way, oh sorry, I did too. Um, he also grabs a pair of needles pliers. Uh, at this point, I'm thinking we're going to see a man get murdered, uh, hostile style. Oh, no, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Uh, he sets the chair up Luke on did. top of Batista, sits on the chair, tightens the pliers on Batista's nose ring. My favorite visual is this like panicked Batista who can't do anything, and he just rips this nose ring right out of his ring, out of his nose. I mean, and then Triple H gets slammed on the announce table, and then there's a side slam to Triple H on another table, and then Triple H gets sent hard into the barricade, and then on the other side, Batista produces a chair and slaps Triple H in the back with it. Triple H, uh, oh, no, what? Oh, near fall for Batista back in the ring. There's a corner clothesline for another Batista near fall. Batista gets sent into the ring post, and then Triple H wants the pedigree, but Batista counters with a modified air raid crash for near fall. It was kind of like the reverse pile driver spot we saw earlier as well. Uh, Batista grabs the steel steps and bounces them hard off of Triple H's face. Yeah, he that was yikes. Awesome. I'm this surprised Triple H wasn't bleeding after that spot because he got hit. They're beating the piss right out of each in the other. face. Um, and then he sets the chairs up, uh, stairs up on the announce table. Batista does pronounce pal, and. Batista gets up on the steps on the table. He wants the Batista bomb him off the steps into the table. Into another table. Yes, into another table. But instead, Triple H back body drops Batista onto the announce table, which uh, still won't break. I don't know if it was supposed Sign to. Sign these tables to a contract. I know. Jeez. They don't, they, they don't sell, though. Uh, ben, Triple H don't break defense. And then Triple H gives the suck it sign to Batista and spears him through the third announce table, which actually breaks. Triple H produces a sledgehammer from underneath the ring. He goes for a shot, but Batista hits a spear for a near fall. Batista grabs a sledgehammer, but Triple H gets it back, only to be spine busted by Batista. We get a Batista bomb to Triple which, H. Can I say that spine buster is still nice? Oh, yeah. Uh, but Triple H kicks out of the Batista bomb. Batista brings the stairs into the ring. Batista and Triple H are up top. Batista gets powerbombed from the second rope onto the freaking steps. There's a pedigree, but Batista kicks out. Batista's DB, Batista DDTs Triple H onto the steps. Um, Ric Flair arrives at ringside, hands Triple H a sledgehammer, and then starts taunting Batista, which allows Triple H to get the sledgehammer shot and a uh, second Superman pedigree. Superman style. Superman sledgehammer. Yeah. And uh, gets another pedigree, this time for the win in 25 minutes. Uh, <laughs> this match was about 10 minutes too long, I think. I was just really dragging about halfway through this match. Uh, that being said, uh, there were some pretty fun stuff, fun spots in this match, and I just got to respect these two 50-year-old guys just beating the hell out of each other. I give it 2.5. So, originally when I rated this, I rated it way too high. You're out of control. I, I was out of control after what? watching this match. I had it at four, but I brought it down. When I watch these shows, a lot of times I rate things really high like in the moment, and then when I like go to bed that night, I think about think, it, think and it I'm over. like, okay. Glad you didn't live stream then. Yeah. Um, so, I, I brought it down to three and a half. Uh this was the match I was looking forward to least on everything on the card, including the Battle Royals. I was like, I don't want to see this match. It mm -hmm. was not good at WrestleMania 21. It's not going to be good now. They surprised the hell out of me. They worked hard. And for Batista's last ever match, this was a great match to go out on. I love the Ric Flair at the end. That's what I was hoping for the whole time. Yeah. Was to see Ric Flair get involved to kind of get his little WrestleMania moment in there. Dude, the crowd was so tired at this point, they didn't even really pop when Ric Flair right. came out. That, which is, I, I think Luke will probably go on about at the end of the show. That's why these shows are too long, because yes. 
Yeah. When Ric Flair doesn't get a reaction, a we got a problem. Good God. Yeah. Uh, I, I also gave it three and a half, and I'm not even ashamed about it, man. Like, you guys really liked this no, match. So, and like I, I loved said, it. Like I said. It was way too slow for me at this like point I said, in the show. I went, I went back and looked at other people's reviews, mm-hmm. and people shit all over this match. They did. And I. it wasn't very I, good. Suck it wasn't. I'm it. sorry, but it wasn't. Suck it. I no, dude. They were so there were for what we were expecting. Like you said, two fifty-year-olds. Batista, who hasn't wrestled what in three, four. I don't know how many years. It's like 2013, 2014. Yeah, dude. And he's coming in here, and no holds barred was the perfect way to book it, because obviously it's going to cover up all of the the limitations. And he was bumping his ass off, and he still was putting on his signature moves, and they still looked crisp. Yes, there were a couple botches. Yes, he even slipped coming into the ring, but he played it off with humility. I liked that a yes, lot. Yes, he did. But just the image of Triple H holding that nose ring and those needle nose pliers like it was a trophy, like that was sick. There were so many cool spots in this match, and I just really enjoyed it. Three and a half. I agree, Luke. Um, before we get to the next thing, we have a return on Raw tonight. Who? Samuel Zane. <gasps> oh, Sammy's oh. back. Is he back as a heel or a face? Do I don't know. know. I just said he's awesome. walking backstage. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Uh, up next, JBL is introduced as a guest commentator eh, for the eh, next eh, match. Eh, eh, eh. Next, we have Alyssa, Alexa Bliss in the back. Oh, yeah. With the B team who are like. They're modeling the Daniel Bryan still champion shirts. This was the obvious. Save face shirts. This was obvious a save face of like, oh, shit. Uh, model the other shirts. And then Ron Simmons walks in and does his. Damn. Damn. So I will say, as a concept, I like the idea of like having both shirts like ready to go, like you see in like the Super Bowl, right. you know? I kinda like that as a concept. They can maybe work it into things in the future, but hey. You could tell it was clearly in unintentional. The, yeah, can yeah. can I can I I gotta be honest though, yeah. this was not the right time to use Ron Simmons. As the Correct. first ever no, black, it was as the first ever African American world champion in wrestling history. Right. He should have been out there celebrating with the new day. Just to, I think that that's a yeah. I didn't even think about that. Just give giving Kofi the title would have been, uh, like put just awarding it to him maybe just a little like, the, the you know kind of a throwback to Ron yeah. being the first ever African American. Hell hell, I mean obviously not nearly as iconic, but he could have just been in there for that Triple H or not Triple H, the Kevin Nash and uh, Scott Hall segment yeah. and gave a damn. That yeah, too. this was just like we got to get Ron on the show somehow. I guess. Uh, so now JBL is introduced as the guest commentator for the next match, which is going to be Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. One last go for Kurt. There's a belly-to-belly suplex to Corbin. Corbin gets the upper hand, bounces Kurt's head off the top rope. Corbin is having his way with Kurt, but misses an axe handle right into a series of German suplexes. There's a near fall for Angle after that. There's an angle slam avoided by Corbin, and then Angle gets hit with a big boot. Angle sinks in the ankle lock, but Corbin breaks free. Baron hits a big deep six for a near fall. Angle gets the angle slam for a near fall of his own. The ankle lock gets sunk back in. Corbin has nowhere to go, trying his best to break free. Eventually, he does, knocking Kurt back into the turnbuckle. Uh, Baron does the you can't see me taunt to the crowd, which got, that was like the loudest reaction at this point in the show I had heard at this point. Got a lot of heat. Uh, mocking, you know, the kind of internet's assumption that Cena would be taking his place. Um, Kurt gets the upper hand once again, hitting another series of Germans. Kurt takes a look around, getting an ovation from the crowd. This was an awesome moment. He goes up top, goes for a moonsault, but misses. Uh, but it looked nice. It looked great. Uh, Corbin gets up, hits the end of days, and clean. Corbin wins in six minutes. So, that was it for Kurt Angle's wrestling career. Uh, after the match, he said, play that music one more time so you can tell me I suck. He loves that. <laughs> and so they did, and he sucked his way up the entrance ramp. Okay. And uh, uh, that's a wrong word choice. Crazy. And uh, 
yeah i i have to say um people really were pissing on this online and i kind of get it it wasn't very good like but it was short i mean so what it was short it was a better match than i thought though like i thought both guys corbin actually kind of carried angle decently through this match yes Uh, i give it two stars just it was what it was um thank you kurt i guess it would be the other thing i want to say um I would have given it two stars, but that moonsault was just too beautiful and one last time, so I bumped it up to two and a quarter. Awesome. That's exactly um, what I did. Uh, Cor- Corbin is a monster heel right now, and he's in that heel test where he doesn't have to win matches. He just has to be a dick, and yeah. people hate on him. Um, I think this was the right call the whole time yep. to have Corbin face Angle. And of course, selfishly, I wanted to see Angle win with the ankle lock, but this was the right call. Yeah. Well, and there's that old tradition that you, you go, go out, out on your back. Yeah. Yep. Um, I also gave it two and a quarter. Literally just for that reason of how sweet that moonsault was. This man's whole back is fused together, like his he can barely punch. He can barely he gets turn. Moonsault, he can barely turn sideways. But God damn it, he can backflip in midair somehow still. <laughs> so that that was definitely awesome to see. He also showed up in his old team angle jacket. Yeah, and he came out to That's that. That's a good point. And that was super cool. Um, yeah, thank you, Kurt. I mean, God, yeah, what a career, damn, man. what a career. One of the best of all time. And then he got beat up tonight. Whatever, man. <laughs> I, I just still can't believe they're in a champion versus champion match. Up next, Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush champion out first versus the Demon Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Balor's entrance was actually pretty cool. He like came out on this like elevated platform, so it looked he, like he, he was, was like levitating. hovering, and then drops down and makes his way to the ring. So cool to see the Demon again. The bell rings and Finn comes out like a house of fire. There's a Topicon hero to Lashley outside. Finn wants another uh, corner drop kick after he got one earlier, but he gets a, a Uranagi instead. There's a big suplex to Finn and another, and then a big clothesline by Lashley knocks Finn off the apron. Finn gets rammed into the barricade. Uh, Balor hits a sling blade, then a missile drop kick, knocking Lashley into the barricade. Lashley hits a massive spear to Finn off the apron, and then another spear in the ring for a near fall. The one off the apron was sweet. It was awesome. The suicide it was great. died, basically? Yeah. Uh, I noticed at this point, Lashley's kind of wearing some spooky contacts in this match. He is. He looks spooky. Yeah, like yellow. He looks spookier than Finn Balor did. Spooky. Dude, they were almost they were actually almost like boogeyman. Yeah, they were yes. like reptilian looking. Yeah. But no explanation. Okay. It looked cool, so, well, you know. It was beast mode, man. That's right. Uh Lashley goes for a power bomb, but Finn says no, and then Finn eventually is fighting for it. Does get a power bomb of his own and then hits the coup de gras, the coup de grassy, the coupe de grassy. <laughs> I'm I'm out of control. Degrassi. Damn, I'm having fun. Nice. And uh, Finn Balor wins the title back in 4 minutes. You know how I rate these short matches? By the minute. I can't do that with this. But I had to give it three stars because uh, it was really fun. I gave it three stars as well. I thought it was super, super, super fun. I couldn't, glad, I couldn't go for it. I'm I glad Balor won uh, the belt back. I think he's the rightful guy to hold that belt. Yep. Again, another title change. Yeah. Pretty so much the, every the only The only singles man to hold his title was Samoa Joe. So. And the Usos. And That's the Usos. But that was the only tag team. Yep. One out of three. Yep. So uh, a very good match. I'm really happy that the Demon came back for WrestleMania, and we'll see where we go from here. Right on. Uh, I gave it two and three quarters. Um, I mean, it was short, but it was it was fun. And Lashley got a couple <laughs> impressive spots in, but we all know how the, the Demon matches, or at least are supposed to go. Yeah, and that's ultimately somewhat of a squash. The power bomb though was sick. That was awesome. That was a very and Lashley sweet. looked good. Uh, he got yeah. like you said, yeah. it wasn't a typical demon squash, which they don't have to be. Somehow along the line, like the demon has been associated with squashes, uh, but really it's just like it never was that way until uh, uh, Baron at SummerSlam. So I was glad it wasn't like a. a well, just basically he just levels up. Yeah. He just goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, uh, and he did that here, and it was awesome. 
Up next. Here it is. Uh, Alexa Bliss oh, announces no. that they are 82,265, which is a record for WWE in this venue. I don't know how many times they've run this venue. And this is my favorite thing right here is she has Carmella and R-Truth come out. For a dance break. But before that, oh. we get the biggest display of pyro. This attendance figure oh, apparently God. earned this huge pyro display because it was it was like all around the building. Like there was pyro everywhere. And then she says, I think it's time for a break. The and crowd boos this. They do not want to break they want so, to go home well when i hear i think it's time for a break we i'm speculating no 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 i'm speculating what? i'm like uh is the glass gonna break uh, uh <laughs> what I, I knew the second she said he ready for a break it was gonna be carmella and our truth and well, it was right. she tells everyone to stand up and dance with them and nobody barely does. anybody does yeah. uh, and that was that and then and <laughs> kevin dunn's in the back just like get the one shot of the dude still dancing yeah my favorite part though was a seven second dance break and it went on for like a minute <laughs> yeah it was that's a good point uh so yeah that was quite the segment just all the pyro from the announcement. Now let's get to what we're here for. Uh, main event time. We get a really, really, really good video package ahead of the main event. Excellent. Winner uh, take all. They even make Ronda Rousey look like a good promo, which is not easy to do. And then, uh, fuck guys, Charlotte's entrance was so fucking cool. Do you know what that was? It was uh, harking back to Ric Flair, right? Yep, at Great American Bash one year. Uh, so Charlotte is overhead flying in a helicopter. The helicopter lands outside of the building. Uh, a red carpet is laid out for her. Charlotte gets out of the helicopter, and the first thing I thought was, Jesus Christ, she looks like a fucking superstar. Yeah. She looked so oh good God. with her hair, and she had this leather jacket and her mm -hmm. ring gear. She uh, has a couple of her chauffeurs take off her leather jacket, replace it with this big robe, and she makes her way in. Great American uh, Bash, 1985. Thank you. Uh, wow. Wow, this was great. This made Charlotte look like an a absolute... Bucks. Yeah, like, like a million it, it's bucks, It's almost man. as if she's like the goat, right? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, so after that, because, um, you know, I don't know if this was pre-taped or not, but... Uh, Either way, it's going to take I don't think Charlotte it was time because it was in. nighttime. Yeah, that's true. It was fucking nighttime, uh, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I love you for that. So first up, Joan Jett is here, and she's going to play Ronda to the ring, which is really cool. And uh, the crowd doesn't care, but I thought it was awesome. Well, she doesn't give a Same. damn. Yeah. Uh, they boo after the song, but they're booing Ronda, not Joan Jett. That's exactly. a very important distinction to make. Uh, it was really cool. I mean, come on. Like, Joan Jett's a legend, and they're just sitting there playing her playing her in and so and then uh becky comes out after that uh just a normal entrance for becky but that's all she needs well but she's she's dressed to the nines like her she's dressed, like it's like inverse inverted kill bill yeah so i mean the other two got their spectacular entrances but becky she's the man and she hasn't yep. really had any frills no like she just goes no, out she there, doesn't need them like either. stone cold like yep, she just yep, goes out exactly. there and kicks ass exactly and she looked like a warrior yeah should we get into it Hell yeah. All right. And Becky was nipping. The three women. Oh, oh what was that? Nothing. Uh, it, it was actually cold. It was, it was nighttime. The three Eric. women size each other up. Rhonda ejects Becky and kicks the hell out of Charlotte. There's a Piper's pit to Charlotte outside. She wants it on Becky, but she fights her off and kicks Rhonda. Charlotte emerges and hits a T-bone suplex to Rhonda into the barricade. Uh, Charlotte and Becky face off in the ring. There's a big forearm strikes to each other here. Charlotte tries the arm bar, but Becky breaks free. Becky tries the figure four, but Rhonda runs in and then steps off of Charlotte and kicks Becky. Rhonda and Becky work together, trying to powerbomb um, Rhonda out of the ring. Rhonda fights off and then sinks in an armbar over the top rope to Charlotte. And I Becky, love this. That was awesome. And then Becky drop kicks Rhonda off the ropes to the floor below. And Rhonda bumps. Oh, it's yeah. like a Shane McMahon-like bump. It was a really cool. That whole sequence was awesome. There's a toe kick for Charlotte near fall. Charlotte goes up top. But Becky gets her knees up on a moonsault attempt and locks in the disarmor. Really nice transition. Rhonda breaks free, attempting to hit her own armbar. There's a running knee by Charlotte that takes Rhonda out. Double natural selection for a near fall on Becky, then one to Rhonda. Becky gets tossed out, leaving Rhonda and Charlotte in the ring. 
Rhonda's chopped over and over and then slapped hard. Rhonda gets a triangle on Charlotte, but she powers out into a Boston Crab. A uh, really good transition that, there again. Was that the you chop like a bitch? Yeah, and then she slaps her. That was great. Ronda Rousey was saying "bitch" left and right in this match. They were just like, bitch, "This is bitch, the one. This is bitch. the one word you this can say. This is the one curse word you can say." Um, do nothing, bitch. Hey, when you're an MMA fighter, they let you say whatever you want. That's true. Look at Brock Lesnar. That's they, true. He, yeah, he also That's says true. "bitch" a lot. That's true. Uh, Becky back with a bulldog to break the hole. Uh, the Boston Crab hold there. There's a double DDT for a near fall on Ronda. Then one to Charlotte. A stiff kick to Charlotte. Then a series of uppercuts and a headbutt by Ronda. These Rhonda. women are beating the shit out of this each other. This match is so stiff, you guys. It's awesome. I love I'm it. loving it. Becky with a top rope backsploder to Charlotte for a near fall. Ronda up top. Crossbodies both women for a near fall on each of them. On both of them at once. Um... I lost my spot. Oh, there we are. Ronda and Becky are in the ring now. Becky looks to disarm her, but Ronda pulls herself up on the ropes and then dumps Becky into the corner. She gets the arm bar in around the turnbuckle to Ronda, but Charlotte breaks it up. There's a top rope Spanish fly by Charlotte to oh Becky my God. for a near fall. Which is the, this is the one where you could hear them going one, two, three, because that mic was live. And you could also hear them all like, ah, ah. oh, yeah. But Charlotte sounded like she was going to die. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was too well, they were go, go, The go. mic was too hot, man. Um, but that Spanish fly was it gorgeous. Was beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, Becky gets face planted into the turnbuckle and then big booted to the floor charlotte takes out ronda's knee and then ronda's knee at this point is all cut up and bruised somehow i don't know when that maybe when she was over some the of that was makeup oh okay was it some of it oh okay uh charlotte hits the figure four around the ring post but becky breaks it up great looking spot ronda wants the figure Thank four you, uh but ronda or not Rhonda. Charlotte wants the figure four, but Rhonda rolls through. She gets the figure eight on the second attempt. Becky flies in out of nowhere to break the hold. Um, that was a beautiful camera yo, angle. it was. The ladies are just beating the hell out of each other here. Becky produces a table from under the ring and sets it up inside. Charlotte um, takes her out and puts her on it. Charlotte goes up top, but Becky goes after her. Rhonda gets up now and says, tables are for bitches, and then dumps the table. Which I do not agree with. <laughs> yeah, that's some easy heat. Ronda lifts up Becky for the Piper's Pit, but Becky wrestles out. Charlotte comes in for a double spear and uh, dual near falls. Uh, each of the ladies. She again. tried, yeah. Uh, theme of this match. Charlotte sets up a table in the corner. Rousey's head gets bounced off the table several times. Another spear to Becky for a Charlotte near fall. Charlotte tries to then spear both ladies to the table, but they hit a dual hip toss and she is sent crashing into it. Kind of breaks, but this is just the night of no broken tables, I guess. Ronda and Becky square off in the ring. Becky gets destroyed with a knee. Oh my God, mm-hmm. that knee was so stiff. Mm-hmm. The Ronda hits the Piper's Pit. Becky rolls through. And uh, the pin is counted one, two, three, kinda, 21 and a half minutes. Kind of botchy. Becky Lynch is the champ champ. She is now the SmackDown and Raw women's champion. Um, She's the freaking man. So, something unfortunate here. This was a really good match. Very good. But the crowd was dead. Oh, here I go. And this was a really, this was a match that it was not number one. It was, it was, it was stiff. It was hard hitting. It got time. They were telling a story. And that story, th- something I was thankful of, it didn't follow that st- typical formula of multi-person matches in the wwe you know it it did at times but where one or two people are resting and then two people are going at it in the ring there was a lot of double moves and double pins and this just kind of mixed the formula which i appreciated a lot it's really unfortunate that the crowd wasn't into it and as much as i don't want to have to dock it for that that and the abrupt uh accidental possibly finish I have to. I have you to. You think dog- it was an accident? Uh, Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter thinks it was. Yep. Uh, and he's pretty reliable on his sources, so it looks like maybe that wasn't supposed to happen right quite yet. Um, I I still gave it three point seven five because it was a phenomenal match. Uh, but the finish and the crowd do dock it, unfortunately, because these women worked their ass off. If it wasn't for the crowd and the finish, I would have given it 
Probably 4.75 to 5. Wow. This mm-hmm. match was fantastic. Yes. I gave it four and a half just for those couple things. Uh, the women did fantastic. They proved why they were the main event, and I'm so happy for all three of them. They're, Becky and Charlotte might be the two best ever in women's wrestling. I, w- I don't know if I'd give Becky second spot. I'd be like Sasha, and then all the, there's the Japanese wrestlers that are just phenomenal as well. But I'd definitely give Charlotte number one. Yeah. Um, I gave it I gave it four stars. Um, people actually, once again, people shit on this match a little bit. I know. I don't get it. And they it's worked pissi- their asses it's off. Pissing dude. me off, man. People were just tired. You can't blame the crowd yeah. really for not. And you can't. And you can't base. I mean, you can base. I get it. You can base some of your rating off of the crowd. Okay, cool. But when people are giving this like three stars, three and a quarter, like that is bullshit. That yeah, this is, is not a really good fair. match. They are they seriously left it all out there. They're beating the hell out of they each were. other. Yeah. Yes, the finish was a little uh, a little screwy. Uh, at, le- at least the way that that pin was laid down was a little screwy. But, yeah. But god damn it, like you made them the main event for a reason, and this is why that doesn't matter that much because I, we were sitting there. And we were exhausted by the time yeah. this match came. I know. We were, I was at home and I was like, I don't have anything left for this match. I imagine? ate way too much yesterday. Yeah, me too. Can you imagine being there? So imagine that we only the had people to watch that the were pre-show. there for thirteen yeah. damn hours. I mean, waiting in line and once the doors opened, because when the pre-show started at two our time, the arena was over half full already. Yep. People were getting there early, and to be fair, this was not an exceptionally hot crowd except for Kofi. Yes. Exactly. Uh, all night. This Any was not a very hot. hot Kofi. There was this was not a very hot crowd at, it, it, to begin with. But just couple the fact that the, how long this show was. The the pop. There were a couple pops at the beginning. The Hogan one was pretty big uh, when Seth won. When Seth won, but then after that it died. Yeah. Until it's until, just unfortunate because I thought this was one of the better WrestleManias we'd seen in, yes. in a while. Yeah. In a while. So I really think that this. I swear this should put Vince Trips all on of them notice. on notice. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta tame it down. I get it. You have this huge roster, and you want to be as extravagant as possible and entertain as much as possible. But there's only so much, especially in this day and age when there's such a short attention span. Yeah. There's only so much that the human oh, body yeah. can take, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's and you're shortchanging the women by doing that. Yeah. And there was segments in this WrestleMania you could cut out, not a lot, but a dance break and cut that shit out. Yeah, you, you can, can cut the dance break, but you're not cutting my outsiders doctor thing. That was you could. Fun. You could, you could, you could cut. That was hilarious. You could cut that. I mean, how about Trips and Batista goes fifteen minutes instead of yes, yes, yes. No, that's fine. But it is—it's just absolute bullshit. Yeah, and it's it's too much. I'm—I'm uh, I'm saying take the uh, take the other pay per views down to four. Take this one down to five. That's yeah, what I'm. And proposing. I think that's that's the ceiling, and that's with that's the pre-show. It. That's, yeah. that's that's the top. You don't need a two-hour pre-show. That's no. You, you don't do need the battle need, royals, yeah, especially you don't when need you battle don't. Especially when you don't care about it enough. Well, to and there's no pay, there's no pay-per-view payoff promo. anymore. So what's the point of? So, what, you guys are really angry. And what do you grade the show? Um, overall, like I said, I alluded to a minute ago. This was one of the stronger WrestleManias in that a long time. I think we've seen in a long time. Um. I think it was on par with 21 that we watched. Not quite as good, maybe, last week. Well. Um, 21 was a lot tighter, which I appreciate. Again, yep. that just goes back to show length. The show length hurt the show for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I give it a B plus overall because there was far more good than bad. And uh, overall, it's a very much a net positive for me. Just next year, guys, let's rein it in a little bit. I give it an A minus, and there's three reasons why I gave it an A minus. Three reasons why? Seth Rollins. 
Becky Lynch. He's going to do it. Kofi Kingston. Hey. Well, there's a fourth reason, Hulk Hogan. But um, <laughs> nice. th- th- those three main reasons, I gave it an A- because I think that's what everybody was looking forward to. They got You got what you wanted. And you went home happy. Don't complain about it. Other than the length, you got your you got yep. your champions that you wanted. So be happy and go home. As far as fan service goes, this might be one of the biggest WrestleManias I've seen for fan service. WrestleMania, well, I can't say thirty because Taker lost, but uh, like like twenty twenty one was up there. Yes, twenty um, 20, twenty was twenty was yes, big time. That's the one I was meeting because twenty you had the Undertaker win. You had Benoit win the title. You had Guerrero win the title. John Cena. John Cena. Yep. So that was yeah, but this one you're absolutely right. Sent the fans home completely happy. Uh, I give it a, I give it a B plus. Um, but one thing I was meaning to say after the women's match, we just watched uh, Chris, Christy Hemme and Trish Stratus face off last week, right? And now we're seeing people doing women doing fucking Spanish flies, three sixties off of the top rope. Backwards, like putting each other through tables, and and they were beating the holy hell of each other. So I'm so glad uh, there was two, you know, two historical significance to to this show, and I was so glad they're able to main event. And women's wrestling just is so awesome. Yeah, and that's it. That's WrestleMania. Did you say beat the holy hell out of each other? I did. So what? Guess what we got next week? What do we have next week? ECW barely legal. And we, we're gonna. I'm gonna run down the card. We got the Eliminators versus the Dudley Boys for the ECW Tag Team Championships. That was uh, Saturn and Cronus, right? Yes. Yep. Then we got the whole effing show. Rob Van Dam versus Lance Storm. Then we have a six-man tag team match. The Great Suzuki. Sas- isn't Sasuke or Sasuke Grand Hamada and Matsado Yakushichi? I don't know how to say that. Versus mm-hmm. BWO Japan, which is Takuma not. Minanaku, Michinoku, Michinoku, Terry Boy, and Dick to go. <laughs> <laughs> Old Dick to go. Old and Dick. then we got ECW Television Title Match, which is the longest match on the show. Shane Douglas versus Pitbull Number Two. Oh, then, then we that have the, that's the Francine payoff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we have Taz versus Sabu. Nice. Ooh. And then we have Terry Funk versus the Sandman versus the versus Stevie Richards in a three-way dance to determine the number one contender for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. And then we have Raven versus the winner of that match. Raven literally walks ECW. out right after. ECW title match. Um, and it's and it's. This awesome. is the first ECW pay-per-view, right? Yes. yes. And, awesome. it was, and it was uh, barely legal. Oh, mm. well, we hope you'll tune in for that. Again, hey, boys. We made it through our first WrestleMania weekend as a podcast. And episode oh. 35, WrestleMania 35. How I close love it. are we to a year? Uh, it'll be August. August. It'll be our one year. So we're God getting damn. there. We made and, it through WrestleMania and weekend. And in September, we're hoping you guys pick the shows for us. Yeah, we're going to be doing Listener Request Month in September, so I'll have that to look forward to. Also, hey, please let us know what you thought about WrestleMania, what you think about our opinions. You can shit on them. You can agree with them. Uh, we're got, we've got Big Boys Body Slam Slam Chat on Facebook. We've got our own page, obviously, just Big Boys and Body Slams on Facebook. Uh, at BB... BS podcast, BBNBS podcast, yeah, BBNBS podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at Luke Both Ways fifty four. Kyle, what's your handle? K Siggy Style ninety one. And I'm BB and BS Zach. So just let us know what you think, man. We we need some interaction here, and yeah, we'd love we, to hear from you. We guys. appreciate everyone that's in the oh, group. God, and we love hanging you. out. WrestleMania Too Sweet Edition, too boys. Sweet. All right, love you, bitches.